get your toe. Believe me. There are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it. Believe me. Until I get your toe by 3 o'clock this afternoon with nail polish. hear anything? Oh, good. Because <laughs> I just queefed big time. What up? Welcome back to Uncle Rod's Story Corner. I'm your host, Marana, a.k.a. Rob for short. Hope you're feeling good, hope you're looking good, hope you're smelling good. Uh, we got a, a pretty big show today, a pretty good show today. But first, a uh, special announcement. Uh, Birmingham natives, and you, you may know him from uh, The Daily Show, his correspondent, and from stand-up specials you see on Comedy Central. But my man, Roy Wood Jr., has a new podcast called Roy's Job Center on Your boy. So, please go check that podcast out, man. You get yourself a lot of Roy and a little bit of Rod. And you might even find a job. And you can get that podcast, uh, you know, wherever you get this podcast, pretty much. But coming up on today's show, I got my, my good friend, my homegirl, running around Nashville. The wonderful, the lovely, the exceptional Renee Brink. And then your main guest, I got the big homie CR3. That's right, the CR3, Carl Roberts III. And we had a fantastic conversation, man. So stay tuned and check that out. folks welcome back to uncle rod story corner it's time for the norm report where we talk to a normal person aka a non-comedian um the person i got coming up right now is one of my favorite people i've ever met around nashville um hands down has the best dress and skirt collection i've ever seen she is a true southern princess isn't that right i mean Always immaculately dressed, man. Hair always quaffed up the right way. It is a uh, fascinating and all around good time. One of the best times you could ever have would be hanging out with my guest right now and one of the co-sponsors of Gaines Fest. Please welcome Renee Brake to the show, Brakey. Hey, 
<laughs> What's up, Narado? How you doing? I'm chilling, Glad man. What's here. going down? Ooh, I'm just chilling too. Just got my vaccine. Hell yeah. COVID shot. Uh, so uh, just just so you know, if something goes awry, if I start having a reaction, I chose to spend my time with you tonight. That's beautiful. I will <laughs> always uh, I will always hold a special place in my heart. I've been trying to. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get one, man. You know, Biden just said that he's ordered all the states to make sure everybody's eligible by the first of yeah. May, and I, I I need it now. I ain't got time to wait. My mom is yes. a nurse, and I've been trying to get her to sneak me some vaccine for like six <laughs> weeks. <laughs> like I said, well, I spend right. like most of my days just like, you know, since I have to go to work and no shit, I just like to go up to my mom's job and just hang around the parking lot for about an hour every day, just in case she's like, well, we're doing vaccines, and everybody's got theirs now. Like, all right, I'm outside. I got to come on and hit your boy real quick. <laughs> Just don't let it go to waste. Hey, I'm right works. outside. <laughs> it could work. Are you, are you getting yours in uh, Alabama or Tennessee? Alabama. Okay, gotcha. I don't I don't know how they're doing it here. In, in Tennessee, they opened it up to uh, 1C. So I was like, sign me up. I'm obese. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama is not, I don't even know if they've opened it up to people who are 65 and older yet. Like they are, oh like gosh. they're really fucking around. Like I, like essential workers are getting it, but honestly, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Like it's just, they might not be giving it to anybody. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Like they might have they gave my mom and all the rest of the fucking frontline workers a flu shot or some shit. There's just there's no there's no telling with these people. Oh, well, Tennessee's not much better. <laughs> yeah, I so saw Governor Bill Lee was on Twitter today. Uh, he posted a video of himself downtown in Broadway, no mask on, telling people, "Hey." Uh, whether you live in Tennessee or you don't, come on downtown. He, like he straight up was like, if you're looking for a place to go and your state isn't open, come to Nashville. Come oh, downtown. I'm yeah. gonna go buy some boots and maybe get some. Like, you out of your goddamn mind? Like you're really peddling <laughs> boots in this motherfucker right now? <laughs> Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. He was like, Spring Breakers. Come on. Let's this. And oh. like, and like, no there were people walking behind me in the background with masks on. <laughs> the pride, pride and joy of Tennessee, right there. And I mean, let's just be <laughs> honest. I don't even want to meet the kind of person that would spring break it in Nashville. <laughs> like, oh, it's what it's the fuck is the, What's the what's the attraction? Like, there's not even like a famous swimming hole in Nashville, let alone a beach. Like, what the fuck are you like? Hey, you know, I know you could just go hang out at a bar and put a cowboy hat on any other time, but this spring break, come to Nashville and do it. <laughs> Man, they're, they're ready for it, though. I actually, uh, my brother came, my brother came to town last week, and we went and uh, did one of those, like, it was like a up on top of a roof so you like had your little quarantine bubble 
And uh, when we were leaving downtown, I mean, it was like, it, there wasn't even any pandemic going on. Like, Printer's Alley was straight up bachelorette party. Like, oh, just people wearing, like, the clothes. Oh, it was, I mean, it was, yeah. There was, there was all the woo girls are in Printer's Alley right now. That is, you know, well, Pr- Printer's Alley, like, it, it's notorious for uh, <laughs> being just like this fucking, like, no man's land of party. Mm-hmm. Nothing can stop. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the people in Printer's Alley when the tornado hit, they were still out in that <laughs> motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Printer's Alley is never not fucking jumping. Like, th- like fucking like 6 p.m. on a Sunday, it looks like a fucking like spring break in that motherfucker. <laughs> Printer's Alley. It's spring breakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Narado, how you been? What's new with you? Um, the only thing new with me is a bunch of shoes. I have spent, I have spent this pandemic uh, shopping my ass off online because there's only so many times you can order like necessities before you're just like, <laughs> fuck it, I like those two sweatshirts. And so, yeah, I've just spent the last year uh, downloading video games from the PS PlayStation Store. And right. yeah, I cannot stop shopping. I've recently gotten the Poshmark. And, oh yeah, and, I love Poshmark. And I'm in love. And I wish I would have done it a long time ago because I downloaded it like probably like two years ago because there was mm-hmm. an ad for it. And like, you know, they play up like the luxury part of it and don't really tell you that it's basically just a, a thrift store or discount mall in your pocket. <laughs> Because in the ad, yeah. it's just like, you can get discounts, huge discounts on Gucci and shit from people's closet. I'm like, I wonder what that looks like. Yep. And they're just having like a real strong sale on Gucci. So that's why I stopped looking at it. Because I was like, okay, what what's the Louis Vuitton like out here? And it's like, hey, in the stores, this will cost you 800 bucks. You can get it from me from 750 I was like, that's not... <laughs> That's not the deal I'm looking for. Yeah. I wasn't led yeah. here. Yeah, I was led here on the false pretenses. So I stopped looking at it. And then... Got bored like a month ago and was just like, I saw another ad for it on Facebook after so long. And it was just regular shit. And I was like, let me check that out. And I looked and I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is fucking awesome. And so now yeah. I'm like three pairs of shoes deep in like four weeks. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You got to like, you got to play that game too. Like, of course you can, you can put an offer out there, but like, all you got to do is like something and then within yeah, like start 10 minutes, you, like yeah. hit you with a, a your offer. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it, it is cool, but I'm going to stop talking about it now because they got to pay for the rest of this shit. That's as much as they, that's as much as you get for free Poshmark, goddammit. That's right. We're in a pandemic. I can't be giving this shit away for free. It's all, this is all I got. This is all I got right now. <laughs> that's uh, I, I love that. Like everyone's gotten some kind of pandemic obsession, and uh, mine, mine. At the beginning of it, it was Rock of Love. I just like I couldn't stop watching. You, you know, Brett Michaels show. Like, like I went back. It's like comfort food where I was just like, I need to like revert to uh, to like 15 years ago. Just trash and I, like I, I dabbled. I went from like Rock of Love to Flavor of Love, oh, wow. and just I was hitting them all up, and, and they're gold. Um, 
<laughs> but then I got obsessed with Blue Apron. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to stress cook and learn how to cook good meals. And like, seriously, I get like four meals a week. Every friend, I'm like, you want a free box? What if I basically work Blue Apron now. I'm a, I can't stop. Yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah, I've bought, I think I've gotten like, in the last year, just in the entire pandemic, I've gotten about 11 or 12 pair of shoes and about mm-hmm. eight bottles of cologne. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm so, I'm, I'm going to be so ready when it's time to go out. I'm going to be so ready. How fast do you go through a bottle of cologne? Not fast at all. I've got enough cologne to last me until I die. Like, no bullshit. Like, if I wore cologne every day from this point, if I wore that shit every day, and even if I went out every day, like, seriously, if I put on cologne every day from today to the day I die, I will have, I would probably have about, if you poured them all back together, it would still probably equal, like, 11 full bottles of cologne. Well, you're you're set for life. You don't have to buy anymore, so or you can and, you can. And I'm and I'm going to buy more. I already know I am. But it is, you know what? I'm like, obsessing. you can just you can just sell what you don't use on Poshmark. Exactly. That is you're true. All set. But yeah, I'm yeah I am fucking stocked up. Yeah, my my shoes. Like I said, all the shoes I've got, I already had enough pairs of shoes. So this is just all extra. This is fucking icing on the cake. And I had enough bottles of cologne. So yeah, I'm up to like, I'm up to like 61 pairs of shoes now. And, and I'm a man. I'm up to like 61 pairs of shoes and about 17 bottles of cologne. <laughs> <laughs> That should be in every about you section, like any kind of about you, right? It's crazy. It's fucking insane, man. But all in all, you know, it's been a, it's been a good pandemic. You know, I've been staying home. You know, doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm staying mm-hmm. home. I'm only going to the store to to grocery shop or through drive throughs and whatnot to get food and to the gas station to get cigarettes. I'm I'm doing. I'm doing what's right. I'm really yeah. missing uh, uh, being a philanderer. I'm really, I'm really missing that. But uh, I think the world's missing <laughs> you being that too. We'll make up for lost time when, when this is all over with. <laughs> It's straight up. It's going to be Roaring Twenties Part Two. Like people are going to lose their damn minds. Oh yeah. I mean, get ready. This next year. I'm and this is such a like I don't I don't know. Like I, I just um at the beginning of the pandemic I read this book called The Great Influenza mm-hmm. and uh like it kind of talks about it talks about the um nineteen eighteen pandemic right. and like nineteen eighteen to nineteen twenty ish and then it hits the roaring twenties, but they just like they kind of talk about like it's basically we're repeating history mm-hmm. and so in hearing that book i was like oh my god that's why the roaring 20s happened yeah. people were so just like over <laughs> the pandemic and they lost their minds 
Yeah, I, I, I thought about that when this shit first started, too. Because, yeah, nobody, cause I don't remember ever hearing about the Spanish flu like that in history. Yeah. Like, the, like yeah. it's something you heard happen, but it's a very much an afterthought. It's a footnote. But, yeah, yeah, once we got into this, it's like, that's where the fucking Roaring Twenties came from. And it's coming it back is, again because exactly. I was already a homebody before this. But, like, now I already know I'm going to be back to my old high school and college social butterfly days when this shit ends like Ooh. there's not gonna be any anti-social people when this shit yeah. when this pandemic ends because i'm gonna be at seven fucking days a week you can count on it for at least two years <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be seeing you out <laughs> i'll be there with you <laughs> man yeah, yeah so it's fucking bananas what's, what's your year been like uh, I don't, it's been kind of one big blur. I've been, uh, I've been very thankful that, uh, my job just basically immediately switched to work from home. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to, to, uh, work a job, but, um, you know, I, I live alone. So I kind of made a decision early on in the pandemic. I have several other friends who live alone and mm-hmm. we kind of formed our little like COVID bubble. Right. So there's like about four of us. So, um, so I have seen people, but you know, I just tried, especially last summer to get out as much as possible. I was just like every single day, my knee break was <laughs> going for like an hour and a half walk. Cause all you can do is walk, yeah. like walk around your neighborhood. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically just walking, reading, cooking blue apron meals, watching trash TV. <laughs> Very boring, very boring life. You're, you're helping put a lot more, a lot more bandana money in Brett Michaels' pocket. Uh, yep. Oh my god! I'm telling you, I even got obsessed with. There's a there's a podcast called Talk of Love mm-hmm. that's starring one of the girls from it. I even started listening to that. Like what? What? Just, what could she possibly have to say now? <laughs> you know. Like, a lot apparently it's, it's like 50 some episodes it's like the talking dead like that's a show mm-hmm. that has aired after the walking dead since its inception like there's yeah. no talking seinfeld like that show's been <laughs> off the air 20 years like who the fuck yeah. like yeah you know it's time for me to break the ice you know let's let's get into what happened on rock of love like you've had almost 20 years to write that book you've already done those uh talks those regional talk shows nobody ever sees outside of your city like what the fuck a podcast about rocks of love it's gotta be what it's gotta be the kind of podcast that you would start you know like all she could be doing oh, oh, yeah, is just exactly. re-watching the shit and then this is what really happened to episode. there's no way she's got some inside somebody cares <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently people do care. Like she got like like I think Rock of Love kind of blew up because no one had anything to do, so they were kind of like, let's do a podcast about it. And it's just like, and they opened it up to um, like the side shows, mm. the all those VH1 shows. So like, I love Bonnie. I mean, it's to- it's total trash, but they basically just have like like she'll have a guest from one of those shows on, and they just right. talk you know, talk trash about it. You know, who who knew you could stretch your 15 minutes of fame out? You know, you could do 14 (laughs) and a half and then do that 30 seconds 20 years down the line. (laughs) That's insane. What do you think? What do you think Brett Michaels' hairline looks like now? Because it was already like God awful (laughs) 
when he wouldn't stop wearing those bandanas. I, I think he's got to be in Stevie Wonder territory now. Like, it's got to be like a hair yarmulke. Like, his hairline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing. It's got to be just like this one long ass, like that uh, the kickboxer dude in the Van Damme movies. Was that Bloodsport when the dude had like the shaved head? And then he grew this yarmulke out 10 feet out the back of his head? Yeah. Like, I think Brett Michaels looks like that underneath <laughs> underneath his underneath the bandanas. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Or he might just be completely bald like Andre Agassi and like the bandana is like it's just that's a wig sewn in the bandana, like those dreadlock wigs that come in the hat in the koofy. It's probably just a bandana with a weave attached to it. <laughs> He's got the hairline of like a fucking six week old. You know what? He still gets a lot of women. There's a lot of women who are still into that. So he's he's doing something. I can believe it. My uh my my friend Rivers Langley, um who's a, an Alabama comic who's been living in uh, L.A. for the last 10 years. Him and, he's, him and Carter Glasscock are roommates. We all knew each other from Bama. Oh, cool. But uh, he has a podcast called The Goods from the Woods. And one of the things they've been doing in their Corona Diaries episodes is uh, it's called uh, Jam of the Day. And they just go back to like old butt rock songs and just yes. songs from like ages ago. And they just pick out the funniest comments. And there are so many comments on, like, poison videos and shit of women who are still horned the fuck up for, like, these old rock stars of the past. Like, these women are, like, 70 years old. And and they're just, like, on there, like, oh, he's still just the hottest thing I've ever... And sometimes it's, it's children on there saying those things. Which is extra weird. There's like girls on there who are like, my God, man, all my friends think I'm weird for loving this kind of music, but I'm 14 years old and too bad, too bad, too bad I was only six months old when this song came out because I would have given him the business. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you never, you never lose that appeal, man. It's something about mm-hmm. once you hit a certain level of celebrity, and by a certain level, I mean any level, you will have, yeah. gro- there's going to be some groupies out there who will stick by your side for fucking ever. And I'm sure Brett, Brett Michaels is fucking hot chicks that are like 25, and he's also got some 60-year-olds, you know, probably down in Tampa, and uh, they, <laughs> you know, they've got, they've, got, they've got boobs that are only six years old, and and they just still are just lusting after that man like it's 1987 and it's bananas. Go on YouTube to your favorite old songs like that and look at those comments. It is bananas. Uh, I know how I'm spending the rest of the night. Uh- <laughs> YouTube comments are the craziest. Thing. Like People get on yeah. their high and drunk. They talk about things they have nothing to do with the song. Uh, they they reminisce about what they were doing when that song came out. It's it's really sad. There's a lot of people talking to people who broke up with them like 20 years ago, and they want them back. It's <laughs> like you seriously be looking at some song from 1987, and some dudes on there like Sharon, I still miss you, and it's just like, buddy, 
What makes you think she's going to see this? <laughs> Sharon, I know I did you wrong and you had all your reasons for leaving and I'll never blame you, but I just want you to know I've been clean for 17 years and I'm, I've still been, I've been waiting by the phone ever since Bush the one was in office. And it's just like, dude, what makes you think she's ever going to see? Just pay a private investigator to track her down. She's not going to read the comments on pour some sugar on me and see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> saw Def Leppard like gosh this was like 20 years ago and that was the first time that I saw boobs at a concert <laughs> no joke it was like they started playing pour some sugar on me and like all these women they're in the far back like nobody seeing them at all like they are like for real and they just all their tops come off it was like five boobs at once <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wild, man. Groupies never die. They never. They just never. They never stop doing that. I was. Uh, I've been uh, working on this uh, secret project that, uh, that hasn't hasn't that hasn't officially hit the airwaves, so I can't talk about it too much in too much detail. But one of the things okay. that happened on there was. Uh, talking to this woman who used to be a belly dancer. She's like in her fifties now, and and she was just like she was like a belly dancer and a and a mud wrestler. And she seemed really upset that all the old girls stopped doing that in nineteen ninety one, and you know went back to school or you know. Finally started using her degrees and got married and settled down and have grandkids. Like, she was upset that she was the only one still out there getting it in. Like, she was so angry. And and it was like, and it was some real, like, childish shit because she was just really like, they would probably never admit to it now, but we were, like, doing coke every Sunday night. It was like... Why would they admit oh to that? God. And like, why are you upset that these ladies are no longer trying to do coke with you every Saturday night and mutt wrestle? They've got children in college. Like, like, <laughs> Damn, woman. <laughs> she was so mad. I'd never seen somebody so angry about aging in my life. Like, she was so upset that she could no longer just be a 23-year-old mud-wrestling cokehead, and she hates that all her friends just left her on that island to die while they all went to become lawyers and fucking bakers and, and run restaurants. And she was so upset. <laughs> they never, they probably never admit to it. They, they walk around like their shit doesn't stink. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, lady. They just grew up, that's all. But nobody, they didn't do you wrong by growing up. She hates it. Yeah. It was so bad. Lady, keep a secret. Why don't you keep a secret for real? Yeah. <laughs> she's the head of the usher board at her church but she I bet if they found out that I used to snort coke right out of her asshole they'd kick her off yeah, you know, like, yeah I bet they would 
I see why she left that off the old CV. <laughs> Some things about me. Um, I really like to read. Um, uh, back in the early 90s, I used to get coke snorted out of my butthole by another girl. We were mud wrestlers. Nobody's, nobody's supposed to just be telling people that kind of shit. God, she was so mad. <laughs> Crazy, but I'd talk to her. I would love to hear her story. I listen, would love to talk to her. And if she wasn't so angry about it, I would love to hang out with her. She could be, well, I would say she could be the norm report, but I mean, I, no, I, think, she's, I think she's her own thing. She should probably just start doing stand up comedy. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, what she did sounds no different than what Steve O did. Now he's a comedian. Like, <laughs> yeah, she could do that. He still does stunts on stage at comedy shows. She could do that. Belly dance, mud wrestle. Tells I mean, that's like stories. A, <laughs> yeah, that's like the that's like some old school comedy shows right there. Like it's I'd the have her on She's here. Whole package. I'd, li- I'd like to have her on the show. Yeah, she was so mad. Oh, it was so funny. I was just listening to that, like, in shock. I was just like, oh, wow, you used to do that. And then she was just like, I wish I still could. And those bitches, like, Jesus Christ, lady. She was fucking mad. <laughs> I'd still be doing it if those bitches didn't all decide to become paralegals. <laughs> she wanted to be like, uh, she wanted to start a an ex-NBA player league, like, like the big three with ice cubes. You want to start a whole fucking 45 and up mud wrestling league or some shit. Oh, man. Like, oh. You're too old for that, lady. Your heart, you can have a heart attack from doing coke now. You got to slow it down. <laughs> you can't be in your 50s and just doing coke every day. You could die. You could die now from a, from a key bump. A key bump will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> man well the mud wrestling part you could probably like get an only fans account or something yeah. like i know there's there's probably a group a group of people there for that I'm you know sure there is that would be great but she's so old man she probably blew out her acl can you imagine going to the hospital <laughs> Can you imagine going to the sports science department of a hospital and being like, "So how'd you how'd you how'd you blow out your knee?" Like I was trying to suplex somebody in Jello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little over that. <laughs> Man, that's a good way to injure yourself. <laughs> if you're gonna hurt yourself, you might as well do something crazy like that. You know? Yeah. It's a good it, story. It, it does happen. It, does. <laughs> it can happen. People do that. Yeah, that's how that's I always thought. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I cut you off. I cut you uh, off. I'm about, sorry. I was about to say, a, a, a mutual friend of ours blew his knee out fucking one time. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> he was walking around that's with a fucking knee brace for like two weeks after that. <laughs> 
that's unfortunate. <laughs> I hope it was good up until that point. <laughs> I hope um, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got he got blown and then he. Got blown. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so, so tell the people about Games Fest. Uh, so this is one of the the weirder things I've ever done in my life. So uh, me and my buddy uh, Nikos, uh, we just like became a thing for a while where we love talking about Chris Gaines because just everything about Chris Gaines. For for anyone who doesn't know, it was basically in like 1999. Um, Garth Brooks came back with an album that was uh, his an alter ego. Um, and basically, he was like a emo looking, uh, and I put in quotation marks, rock star, uh, because it's basically what country music sounds like today. Um, and <laughs> it's very rock light. Um, but it's it's like this character that he was was called Chris Gaines, and it has this whole in, like crazy backstory. I highly recommend everyone look it up now. Um, but we love talking about it because it like blew up. Everyone was like, look at what Garth Brooks is doing. And there was this whole promotional campaign behind it and it flopped. Like no one got it. No one got it at all. And so, um, it kind of faded away. But, um, at one point in the highlight of his, uh, his, uh, marketing campaign, he hosted SNL as Garth Brooks with musical <laughs> guest, Chris Gaines, <laughs> and so, which is great. If you can find it online, look it up. Um, but we love talking about it and we realized anytime we were out in public and we'd talk to strangers about it, people would just light up. They were like, Oh my God, like, yes, I remember Chris Gaines. Or if they didn't know him, they'd be like, what the fuck? That's insane. No. Like, and they'd like start looking it up. So, uh, in, uh, 2019, it was the 20th anniversary of the album release. So we were kind of like, you know what? let's just have a festival that celebrates Chris Gaines and we'll have like um, fan art that you can buy a lookalike contest. We'll have a cover band, just make it like super, like just super silly and over the top, like slideshow. Everything is Chris Gaines at this event. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we just, we put like this uh, calendar invite. It was at um, Cobra in Nashville, which is like this tiny dive bar and we put out the invite for it on Facebook. Somehow it got picked up by the Tennessean. And then from there, like USA Today picked it up. And no joke, like three days after the newspaper picked it up, Childish Gambino did a cover of a Chris Gaines when he was on the show in uh, Australia. Mm -hmm. So our story got added to everything <laughs> that was, that involved that cover story. So like Complex Magazine, um, NPR, we like there were Australian newspapers writing about like ABC <laughs> Australia wrote ET Canada. Like it got around. And, um, it just, we were all like me and Nikos were like, what the hell? This is just like, we just thought a bunch of our friends were going to get together and get drunk and have fun and like enjoy Chris Gaines. 
and it became this uh like festival and and people traveled to come see it and it and like it just it was nuts it was nuts so that's yeah, i guess that's my awesome. like 15 minutes of fame yeah and you know <laughs> in, in 2041 you can uh start a podcast oh man for those of you wondering what that looked like and you haven't googled it yet uh basically keith urban got everything about himself from chris gaines yes the funniest part about the chris gaines thing is that part of his bio was that he was from australia and garth brooks (laughs) is not remotely australian He is not a descendant of Australian immigrants. <laughs> so the fact that he shows, and like if you if you Google Keith Urban right now, he looks exactly like he's got the, the difference is he's blonde, but he's got the same yeah. hair. He he has that soul patch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that soul patch. That's what oh my he's, god! Uh, I think Keith Urban might be the only person who believed that Chris Gates was real, and that's what inspired him. <laughs> To become an Australian <laughs> country music singer. <laughs> he's like, I didn't know we had country music here. Have you heard of Chris Gaines? I mean, he's pretty big, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, That's so maybe, funny. Maybe Keith Urban's from Melbourne. So he was just like, yeah, he's from, he's from Brisbane, apparently. I got to get over there. <laughs> we got a road trip into Brisbane. <laughs> are so curious about right now though is uh like so really like it just it was just like crazy how it was marketed but it was supposed to be a movie Mm -hmm. called the lamb and um they decided for some reason to release the soundtrack before they even started shooting the movie (laughs) so like they're they're trying so that's kind of where people were like what the hell is this like why is why why is garth brooks like just all of a sudden like this emo rock light stuff like savage garden type artist (laughs) you know it was it was like what is going on here and so of course because the soundtrack didn't do didn't perform they decided to scrap the movie so there's a script it, it didn't I work one percent. Like as soon as it dropped, no. it was instantly like that. Scarf Brooks has he lost his mind? <laughs> like nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody was willing to give it a chance, and he was like, he was country music at that time. Garth Brooks was yeah. like the biggest thing in country music history at that point, yeah. and huge. nobody was fucking with this Chris Gaines shit. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, it just it like breaks your heart. But <laughs> I just you always know, he wished he beat. never fucking like told us he was Chris Gaines. I just wish that he would have just fucking stuck with this shit like for ever. Like seriously. I mean, well, he keeps teasing that it's coming back keep teasing to the fact of like Chris, the Chris Gaines story isn't done yet. I wanted it's, him to go you know, full blown Andy Kaufman, Tony Clifton with it and just never <laughs> admit that 
Chris Gaines is Garth Brooks and just never I, I just wanted him to just drop Chris Gaines like he was a new artist and that mm-hmm. when people were like that's Garth Brooks and he was just never he just never acknowledged it he spoke in a full blown Australia accent I wanted him to go all out and like to this day still be doing the shit <laughs> well that's you know what's actually funny and, and it's just because I did this spectacle I know like way too much of the story than I should um but like it's funny he was born in Australia but he was raised in LA in LA so he doesn't have he doesn't have an Australian accent a fact about Chris Gay <laughs> he was and his parents were both like like yeah one was an Olympic swimmer like I mean, it's there's a whole story. If you uh, like, they you can get the CD on the CD on Amazon, uh, and, and there's like a whole story in the booklet that's like, you know, the soundtrack to the Lamb, and it's like here's the here's what this character is. I mean, they even talk about like a best friend named Tommy who died. There was a fake behind the music done about this. Have you seen that shit? It is like the be- like you should take. You should like dedicate an hour one night to watching this behind the music because it's the best thing you'll ever see in your life. It's so that's, good. That's going to be the part two to this episode, to your first appearance on the show. I'm going to sit down one day and I'm going to watch it, and then we're just we're going to have we're going to get Nikos in here, and we're going to have a fucking Uncle Rod Story Corner yes. presents Games Fest. Yes. Because that is that is insane. That's the thing that was so crazy about. It. That's why people thought he lost his mind because it was like yeah. he didn't just go undercover and then just like okay, here's a new artist. He came out like this is the biggest thing you've never heard of before. Like this is the yeah. Australian Garth Brooks, and it's just like <laughs> and everybody in Australia would have been like, I've never heard of him, but you know. Whatever, you know, this was 99. This was way before the internet was that strong. It would have took them like four months to come to be like, I, we've never heard of that dude. Then he could have yeah, just been yeah. nearly <laughs> you know? It could have just been anything. But the fact that he just came out is like, this is Chris Gaines. This is his story. This dude is like a huge pop star everywhere but America. And then to end that with, uh, he was born in Australia, and then, like, a week later, his parents moved to L.A. That's why he doesn't sound Australian. You're like, okay, which yeah. is it? He's a fucking Australian superstar or not? He can't be He can't be both. He can't be an Australian superstar and have been living in L.A. since he was one day old. It can't. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, it is... You got you got to look up that story because it is like in the behind music tells it's from like start to end. It's so good, and and you'll love this too. Like his character was a sex addict, so Chris Gaines, Chris Gaines is a sex addict. He went to like rehab for it. Garth <laughs> <laughs> Brooks is the original James Fry, like. This is his million little pieces. <laughs> like, yes, this is no bullshit. <laughs> so this is you know all all that is is just Carbrooks was just showing himself to be a man who suffered from his passion, and like and because his passion was something that was so full of people who are conservative, 
and I and I don't mean that in a political sense, but just in a social sense. Like, it, like uh-huh. country music is so full of conservative people that Garth Brooks couldn't just be a person. Like all yeah. of those people yeah. wanted to hear was, "I love Jesus, I love tight jeans and boots, and I love yeah. big trucks and swinging beer." And if he'd have ever been like, "I'd like to, I'd like to read Isaac Asimov," they'd have been like, "Hang him from a fucking tree." And so he had to go all the way to put on a fucking wig and pretending to be some Australian dude to just be like, "Yeah, I hate NASCAR. Actually, uh-huh. I, I like cricket. Sue me." Like, but he couldn't be a country music superstar and say that. So he had to pretend to be some full-blown Australian dude with a whole backstory with all he really wanted to say is, I don't eat red meat. That's all he, all he wanted to do was be a vegetarian. And those country music people wouldn't let him. So he had to pretend, yeah, my best friend Tony died when I was six in a fire that I survived. And uh, I'm, I'm from Australia. And I do folk rock. There is a story. His, his best friend does die. His best friend Tommy dies. So you know the story. Oh yeah, I, I know. I know my Chris Gaines because you know I was a child then, so I was like super fascinated by this. Like, yeah, I couldn't believe what was happening. I was just like, what? Like that's well, Toronto. I wish you'd come. I wish you'd have been able to come to the first event because it was. We're gonna do it again, but like, it was fun and just like. Uh, I mean, it was. It was this. It was just a celebration of Chris Gaines. Like you had these conversations. They're like, oh man, a, b- a bunch of people dressed up like him. There were some super fans that came out too. Who we came in all the way from Utah. They're our favorite band. I mean, people were into it. They flew into town for this thing. Oh, yeah. You got, you got to meet the psychos. Because <laughs> if, if you're an actual fan of Chris Gaines, then there's just as much wrong with you that people thought was wrong with Garth Brooks when this came out. Because... <laughs> That that's oh that's God. like somebody today saying they're a fan of Sasha Fierce, and it's like that's that's just Beyonce's alter ego. Yeah. That's not a person. You can't you can't be a fan of Sasha Fierce. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of, I like how um, I don't know if you know uh, Michael Eads in town, but like he he did a podcast about um, Chris Gaines, and I liked how he and his co-host Ashley they described it as like if Lady Gaga had released an album that was her as her character in a star is born mm-hmm. and done that and done that before they even started shooting the yes. movie. It is crazy. That's exactly what happened. Like yeah. they released the soundtrack <laughs> before they even shared what the story was. Before anybody knew who this so, character in this movie was, they presented yeah. it as a real person. <laughs> yeah. It's it just confused everyone, yeah, and it's so it's those people from Utah, so like fun. we, Chris Gaines is like <laughs> I, I, we've been trying to get to a concert. He never seems to perform live, and it's just <laughs> like like that's the same as that's the same as a person being like I think Batman sucks, but I read the comics. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Bruce Wayne's my yeah. favorite comic book character, but I hate the Batman. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's the same yeah. person. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I, do you yeah, like Garth uh, Brooks? Rather... Hate Garth Brooks. Love Chris Gates. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, I always love. I always love those of like uh, uh, <laughs> Garth in the front, Gaines in the back. Garth like, I always love eat it. The Chris Gaines is the <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love that. Well, this is this is actually kind of this is funny. Uh, Brooks's daughter actually came to the event, and like. Um, what, what I loved about it, she she took a picture and posted it on her Instagram, her Instagram story. But she tried to tag hashtag Gaines Fest, but she misspelled Gaines. So, like, cause she, like, left out the E. And so I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> That's so wonderful that, like, even his own daughter is, like, you know, whatever. And then, and then that post got lost in a bunch of bodybuilding fucking accounts on fucking Instagram. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, we did we did have a gym that sponsored the event, of so we could like did. make we could make some games jokes. That's perfect. Um, yeah, that's fucking perfect. Those my my favorite. Yeah. The only thing they could have made it better was some actual bodybuilders showing up with fucking muscle milk. And dumbbells, and everybody's in there just drinking and listening to country music. Like, the fuck is this shit? <laughs> is this is this the address for Games Fest or not? <laughs> I came to get a sweat. Man, I thought we were gonna be making some games. <laughs> I came to get my pop on. Is everybody's watching this clip of Saturday Night Live with Garth Brooks for some reason? What, what gives? <laughs> this actually this was one of my my this was nikos's idea and this is like my favorite thing uh we had some like dna swabs available from like like a like i I help like with a bone marrow registry case Mm -hmm. so i have like a swabs so we put a slide up that was like it's rumored that chris Gaines has fathered like 280 kids are you one of chris gaines's kids come to the merch booth for a dna test <laughs> <laughs> we were like doing fake dna tests so it's, uh, yeah. it turns out i'm 55 australian <laughs> yeah yes. <laughs> that's awesome man you guys gotta like I wonder if there's a Gaines Fest in Australia, because if there's if there's so. a if there's a large community in Australia of people like you and me who have just gravitated to this and think it's just as hilarious and crazy, then you guys got to link up and you got to have a full blown Gaines Fest down under special. Oh. <laughs> yes, get the yes. passports ready. We're going to Brisbane. <laughs> We're going to the end. We're going to broadcast live from the ancestral home. <laughs> from the childhood home of Chris Gaines. <laughs> Just interview two random old people who are like, these are his grandparents. <laughs> 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 oh, 
have a grandson? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bananas. Mm-hmm. Fucking bananas. Well, this has been uh, super fun, man. This has been great. Yeah. Uh, tell the people where they can find you online. Oh, uh, well, with uh, I think I think what was our what was our I, we have gainsfest.com as our domain, and we actually got that. If if you want to look that with, up, with but the e, me, don't forget the e. <laughs> with the e, don't forget don't don't be like Garth's daughter and leave that e out. You have it gainsfest. Uh, so gainsfest.com, and then uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just Renee Brank. I'm I'm a normal person. I ain't, I ain't got nothing else going on. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else special going on. Well, I know. Well, Just I, I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. This is fun. I'm flattered that you would ask me to to hang with you. Welcome back to Uncle Rod's Story Corner. It is time for your main guest, the main event, your comedian guest. Uh, I met this man when a uh, friend of the show, Carter Glasscock, was recording his special and like, what February 2019, the old Crystal Pistol. Please go to Spotify and what have you and check that out. Uh, he's a comedian. He is also a musician. He is an all-around good time, an old-school good time. I wouldn't be surprised if his nickname back home was Rooster. That's how laid-back <laughs> and cool he is. Please welcome my man Carl Roberts the third to the show. What's oh. going on, Uncle Rod? <laughs> good to be here in your corner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody puts CR3 in the corner of Uncle Rod. That's all I'm saying. You know. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, man. Talking about, talking about nicknames. I, I always joke that uh, my, my high school nickname was Black and Mild. You know, just, <laughs> in this case, people people are wondering. You know? <laughs> <laughs> How the hell you been, though, man? Like, I ain't seen you. Like, you know, we talked earlier in January, right? Yeah. Pre, Pre-COVID, been, man. It's been a year, man. I've, I've been good, man. Just... Trying to maintain, you know, quarantining, staying away <laughs> from gatherings of friends and or family. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, see, that's always that's always the best because, like, like you can you can use COVID as an excuse to not do shit, you know. Like, or, or at least the things you don't want to do, you know. Like, like, like if you you know got a friend that has a new baby. Oh, you gotta see this baby, Rod. You're like oh, COVID. You know. Like I can't do it. I have a strong enough immune system. <laughs> but uh, but also but also you heard oh the local bar is reopened. Yeah, I'm there. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's, yeah, it's man, picking I, your battles. Picking been, your battles. Uh, you know. I've been following all the guidelines set by Dr. Fauci. I have not been anywhere and done anything. Um, 
Ain't done shit. I've been playing video games, jacking off, and streaming for. Uh, That's all you ever done, though. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> same same old thing. That's why when they told me we had to quarantine with this, I was like, "What's the what's the bad part?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like I know I know it's been bad out there and yada yada, but honestly, like. Somehow I was thriving during the pandemic, you know, because I like, how does that even happen? You know, like based off all the uh, money I got from like, I, you know, I kept working at the restaurant mm. and we got like PPP loans. We got the, the Trump stimulus thing. We got, uh, I had a lot of regulars that were really good to me. It's like, how do I have more money now <laughs> than I did before? You know, so like, I guess. Yay, COVID for me. I don't know. That's a, you know, twenty twenty. It wasn't so bad. It it felt to me, dude. It felt like a summer vacation, right? For for adults, like we'll we'll never get that chance again. Now, if you got sick or know people that sick, I'm sorry. You know, we're just kidding around. But also, I didn't get sick. Nobody I knew got sick at that time, and it just felt like a, a summer vacation to me. You no, know? you're right about that, man. I I've, I've talked to people about that during this time. It's like, yeah, like this is yeah. like the first time in a long time a lot of people can feel like they're back in college you know it's just like yeah yeah it's like smoking drinking eating it felt chilling. like we were getting away with something didn't it? you know <laughs> and like like again i'm sorry like i ain't trying to you know i understand that's real i ain't saying it real i'm just saying you know since we didn't get sick it felt like yeah it felt like college again yeah, you it know felt damn good i've yeah i've been uh yeah, trying to stay away, trying to stay clean, and uh, yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah, I've been thriving. I'm a I'm a person that doesn't mind, you know. I don't I don't do any self medicating and uh, trying to distract myself from my own thoughts with a bunch of partying and shit like that. So not mm-hmm. going to bars every night and shit. It's like I, I wasn't gonna do that anyway. So I don't care. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss I miss the performing though, you know, because. When you're yeah, a performer, it, it's a huge social scene. That's so crucial. It comes with you know? so much hanging. Like I'm, I'm coming up on my one year anniversary in a couple of weeks. I haven't been on stage since February first, two thousand twenty. Is that right? And it fucking sucks. And that's true. <laughs> now, now, has Mike tried to trickle back into Birmingham since? Yeah, we've had a, a couple people doing some things, but I, I'm not going. Like I'm not going okay. anywhere until they tell me it's safe. I'm not. No, I understand. I'm six like, feet away from people and wearing masks. I'll just stay at home. <laughs> I, I applaud that, dude. Like you know, like when you know, I co-host East Room these days, uh, Ultimate Comedy with with Josh Lewis mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Sean Parrott. Which you know, Sean Parrott ain't coming out until all this is done. <laughs> which I, I totally, I totally respect. He did. It's fine. He's not dead, but like, <laughs> all right, Parrott. But like, like you know, me and Lewis decided. Well, if we're going to bring East Room back, let's make it the safest we can think of. And, like, Nate and the boys did everything that we asked, and they already wanted to do that anyway. Mm. So, we, you know, like we've done some shows, and, and you know, um, comics showed up. We've had, you know, like seven people there or whatever. But, like, I applaud even those seven people for hanging out. But it's weird times. But I don't, I don't go to Mike's except for the East Room because it's something I feel like we can control, at least to the best of our ability. Right. You know what I mean? And, and plus, I feel like a duty since I'm co-hosting that I got to be there. You know right. what I mean? It's like like for for the comps, you know, and, and for the few people that want to do it. But other than that, uh, uh, late, 
the latest news is East Room is is postponed now for a while, at least until numbers get better, which I appreciate. Yeah, and I don't go out of fucking control right now. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. We're number one. We were number one for a while. In the you know, whole like, wow. <laughs> Way to go. You know, and, and I'm pretty sure like most of it was the Kid Rock bar. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it probably was. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Kit Rock's big ass honky tonk and bad ass savory uh, explosion. Yeah, is, yeah. And, uh, and then on top, like and then on top of it, any other time on, of year. <laughs> and on top of it, they they had the, the zip tie guy <laughs> was was the bartender. Just a little nail on the head there, you know. So oh, okay, it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> oh, it's all crazy, man. But you know, East Room's postponed now, and I appreciate it. And and, and I ain't trying to talk negative about other clubs. I just I don't feel safe going out to open mics right now, um, and I ain't. So I'm just gonna sit around and and you know chit chat with people like you, you know, these there days because because this is you know I think this is safe. I don't know. <laughs> what if we got COVID off of this? If face, it, it is moving to the electronics, it's over with. <laughs> 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 yeah, this, this shit don't went virtual. <laughs> It's a lawnmower man shit. It's <laughs> a lawnmower man. <laughs> we can get that shit over the internet. <laughs> what a what a deep cut of a terrible movie. <laughs> it's like I, I remember not even liking that when it came out, dude. Like like nineteen eighty nine or ninety or whatever. I was like, man, this sucks. You know, I tried to watch it again. I was like, it still sucks. I think I tried to watch it a third time. I was like, what's wrong with me? You know, it's, it's because of the age we live in now. Like when you see what virtual reality actually became. And right. then you look back on the 80s and 90s and what they told us it was going to be, like what movies thought it was going to be, it was like, that is awful. Yeah. Like, virtual yeah. reality is like a Game Boy compared to what it actually is. Like, <laughs> like the lawnmower, man, that's the shit they put in low-rate aspirin commercials. That's the aggressive thing you <laughs> like, The lawnmower, like, man. The lawnmower, man, looked exactly like Sega's Virtua Fighter. Like, that's what they thought uh. reality was going to be. It'd have been different. It'd have been different if it was scary. It wouldn't even scary, you know. Was there titties at least? I can't remember. I don't think there were, like not even a virtual titty. You know? Yeah, like if you go back and watch Lawnmower Man. It's actually just about some autistic fucking, <laughs> just like an autistic gardener <laughs> with a computer yeah. before everybody else. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like that he says autistic. That's the new thing to say. Can't say the R word. Can't say the R word. Like, autistic. Like yeah. in the lawnmower man, he's like some sort of futuristic genius madman. And like in real life, it's like that's just some lonely dude with a fucking computer, is all he is. <laughs> the lawnmower man was the first incel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He never saw a titty, dude. That dude never saw a titty. Exactly, because there was no internet back then, so there was no porn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the only naked person in it was him. It was just him naked in the computer looking for some holes. <laughs> yeah, and, and his dad wasn't a pervert enough to have magazines around, so he didn't. He couldn't see it, you know. Yeah, no more no wonder, in weird science than the no, lawnmower man. <laughs> no wonder he, he became a lawnmower man. You know? <laughs> So I'm gonna just cut this grass all day. <laughs> weird size. There were no titties in weird size, dude. There were titties in every movie made for children in the eighties. <laughs> it, it would even be PG, and they just slide the like 80s, a little bit of bush. The eighties was an yeah. homage to titties. Yes, 
like, and I appreciate it. Like every know? every movie that was at least PG, and was a, and it could have been a movie about a bunch of kids in middle school. That was yeah. for some reason going to be a shower scene featuring all the Falcon oh, yeah. staff from this school. <laughs> oh yeah, they're going to slide a nipple in there, you know. But man, I think I, I think it made our generation. How old are you, Rob? I'm 38. Okay, yeah, it, it, yeah, I'm 40 something, you know. But it made our our generation like appreciative of that, you know. I yeah. think, you know, like, and also like. I feel skated now when, like, I don't see a titty in the movie. I'm like, <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> I thought this was a PG movie. Right. Is, is, is this not PG? Where's the, where's the full-blown nips and bush? <laughs> and bush. See, yes, bush. You, you got full bush in, like, Revenge of the Nerds, right? They just showed, he even said, he even called for it. Booger was like, bush. We need bush. And, and then, I, boom, I, bush. I'm glad you said that because I literally just watched it. I saw, it's on HBO Max now, and I watched it like okay. three days ago. <laughs> yeah, full bush, dude. And like, I remember seeing that when I was like five years old. I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't know what it was, but I was like, "Whoa!" We got. And I remember saying to myself, "We got bush." <laughs> so are you, where are you? Where are you from, Carl? From uh, Arkansas, man. So ain't too far. Arkansas. Uh, yeah, you know, I grew up in like Forest City, Arkansas, which is like an interstate town uh, in between Memphis and Little Rock. You mm-hmm. know, so it, from Nashville, it's like four and a half hours away. Right. You know, and, and it's Delta. All that is like the poor Delta where like rock and roll started. Mm-hmm. You know, and also I'm sure like racism probably started there too. You know, at the same time, <laughs> so I just tried to you know lean. Further to the rock and roll side of things, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know, like going back home is, is fun. It's also strange, you know. It's like it's a lot of farmland, you know, mm. and a lot of or just open fields, you right. know. And like it's something I didn't appreciate when I was a kid. And I just wanted to be in a city, I think, or, mm. or something else. And when I go back, I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of peaceful. You know, it's like yeah, you, you look around, you see you nothing. Yeah, yeah, and you see nothing, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I like this. I can get used to seeing nothing, you know, for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, it, it was Everywhere arcs. you look in Nashville. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. much yeah, so yeah. that if now everywhere you look, there's a fucking, there's a fucking construction site. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and, you're going to put more years. shit in here? <laughs> for years, you know? But, like, you know, like, I, I was forced, I guess, my dad worked in Memphis uh, uh, most of my life, so, like, Every time we wanted to go to the city, quote unquote, we went to Memphis, you know, mm-hmm. and and so like I just had that Memphis experience most of my life, you know, and like and, and the town I grew up in was like, uh, ironically, it was called Forest City, which is named after what Nathan Bedford Forest, right? Mm-hmm. I guess, but <laughs> but it was like, uh huh, but it was like a pri- primarily like African American community, you right. know, so like. So having that experience and 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 joining a band was a huge thing on me, you know, like like playing drums too, right. you know, and like like it was just it was fun for me, you know, like I want to preface that with saying like the city or the town, not city, the town I was born in was like fifteen miles down the road, and it was like completely different from Forest City. It was like like. Like Hick, Hickville, you know, mm-hmm. it's like like 
thankfully my parents moved me out of there right in the four city so i got like a a bigger education mm-hmm. you know like so to speak and like i i don't think i would have joined band in that hick town man because like it was it was corny right. you know at least at least the, at least the band that i joined like had a groove you know what i mean and like we and i learned that groove you know what i mean and like so yeah i'm very proud of where i grew up you know and like even you know it's a little interstate town but hey man where are you from man yeah. born and raised in birmingham yeah yeah born and raised in birmingham man i pretty much lived here uh my whole life brief stint in jacksonville florida uh and then yeah i, I moved from birmingham to nashville back in 2014 you moved back okay mm-hmm. how's that been for you then moving back you know like i tried to move back briefly in arkansas and i couldn't do it i, I did it for like a few months i was like i, mean, I gotta come back to nashville you know yeah, I um, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I'd have I'd have been back in there sooner. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only reason I I wasn't there now. Like, I miss it. I miss it a lot. <laughs> do you? But there's so much to not do now. It really doesn't matter where you live now. Like, that's true, man. Like like we could be we could be in New York right now. And yeah. Just like. <laughs> Hovering up and be like, I don't know. Like, you know right, like, right now, there's no difference between Los Angeles and Forest City. You know, like, which, everybody's which, locked which down is, in, in the house. <laughs> which is a great advantage for, like, doing, you know, things that we're doing now, like these podcasts and stuff. But also, like, <laughs> what a shame. You know, like, imagine imagine being in New York spending $10,000 a month on rent and you're stuck at home. Yeah, those you know people have a mass exodus right now because of that. Like, a lot of I New bet. Yorkers are moving to the South uh and especially to like um north carolina and south carolina again a lot of okay. new yorkers who are working from home because mm-hmm. they, they feel like you do like what we were just talking about like they're seeing it like i've been in the house for like six months mm-hmm. i'm paying like seven thousand dollars a month in rent for nothing yeah for like, nothing, i'm getting man. the fuck out of here i'm taking my laptop and i'm going down <laughs> south I get a yeah. mansion for what I'm paying for this little one bedroom apartment. <laughs> which, which is which has always been like a a, a, a a jewel for the South, you know. Like at least rent is cheaper down here, and you know, like you find the right city, man, and it's amazing, you know. Yeah, we see that a lot on uh, on Twitter. Like you see a lot of people like posting like things from Zillow and and sites mm-hmm. like that, and they're like, man, oh, yeah. if I was willing to move to Texas. I could get a six-bedroom, seven thousand square foot house for five hundred dollars less than a pair of rent for this studio yes. apartment. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, there, there's towns in Arkansas that is so like like uh, depraved. Like I've seen mansions, mansions. Like you're talking about, like fourteen rooms, you know, three stores, going for like twenty thousand dollars because like there's nothing to do. Yeah, you know, it's like those like, people in those oil towns and shit. Like dude, a, fr- a friend of mine, have... his brother got a job in uh, I can't remember if it was North or South Dakota, but he got one of those oil jobs there a couple uh-huh. years ago, and they were paying him like ninety G's a year, and he quit that job after a couple months. He was like, "I'm making money hand over fist. 
but there is literally nothing to spend it on. I can't take it. He was like, there, he was like in the place he was living, mm-hmm. they were like living in like trailers. Yeah. And then they had converted one trailer into like a bar because the town was basically non-existent. He was like, all I do is go to work. <laughs> they hand me thousands of dollars every week and I just go get drunk. And they had, you know, they and they had like hookers set up in one of the things. He was like, I can't give this money away and I'm bored out of my mind. He's like, I gotta quit. Wait, I gotta leave. They had, they had hookers set up? They had yeah. hookers set up well, in the trailer. Hookers set up in another trailer. He was like, I can't Ah, drink. small town life, though. Like, I can't drink the fuck <laughs> enough to get rid yeah. of this money or have a good time. He was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Like the Twilight Zone, you yeah. know, except you're rich. Like you the know? dude had made like $60,000 in a couple months, and he was like, I'm quitting. <laughs> I, there's, nothing, there's no reason for me to be here. I'm, t- I'm too rich for this town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I living in a mansion for, for $5,000. Know? And I completely understand. It's it's kind yeah. of like those experiments they do now where they're like, will, will you live in this fucking mansion on this island by yourself so we could like keep track of you and like see what it's like on the human mind and it's just like yeah how fun can that be after like three four weeks (laughs) Jesus but like to be the richest man in town is kind of fun I guess you know yeah I guess but you know like there's towns like you know in Texas they have all towns like that where people are like living in mansions and they're importing like Ferraris and shit because there's no dealership near there and they're mm-hmm. just all getting in their Ferraris and going down to the one strip mall they have and eating at fucking Applebee's. But <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they got drive 30 miles to go to the Applebee's. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, yeah, they're just like, this shit is boring. Like, I got a mansion and I got Lamborghinis, but the Lamborghinis. only place I can spend money is I can, just, I can go to O'Charlie's. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> he driving his Batmobile up to Chile somehow. Let's go, you know. That's right. Let's go to Outback. Who, who's who's Lamborghini limo are we taking to Outback to get these blooming onions? <laughs> weird times, Rob. It's weird times, man. <laughs> so how's how's the music going? Mm. About the same as comedy, you know. It's it's flat, you know. And uh, um, we were doing things before the pandemic, like just you know, bar gigs and stuff. And 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 for me, man, like just personally, like I, I we've done one gig, I think, since mm. uh, the pandemic. We did it like uh, I think a month and a half ago. It's like a blues thing, you know, we were just playing like ZZ Top tunes and like New Orleans funk stuff, you know, like Meters and Dr. John kind of stuff. But like, uh, uh, it was weird, you know, (laughs) and like that was the first gig we had played and and we played it down at at, at D's Country Cocktail Lounge, Mm -hmm. you know, down down in Madison. And we were actually the last band to play there uh, before the shutdown mm. like so i think it was like march 14th or something like that and like they shut everything down the next day wow. so we we did a gig there uh um i guess either late november early december we we did it again uh with a different lineup uh still playing just you know blue stuff joe walsh kind of stuff or whatever uh. but like 
just to just to get together, you know. And like it was it was fun. It was fine. Uh, just for me, dude. Like I, I, I don't know if I want to do it right now. You know, like if my bass player asked me to to do a gig, man, I, I may turn down because like shit is so high right now, like mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, like and, and and it's starting to trickle for me, man. Like like number wise, where like I'm getting family members that's got it, I'm getting mm-hmm. family members that are passing away, and they're you know, you know, it's COVID death, and, and like yeah, it's getting close to home. So maybe I should just stay put for a while. You know? Yeah, man. Uh, it's, so, it's not a it's not a fucking game. No, not at all, it's dude. No and joke. Like, I just had my, so my little cousin just came home from college and uh, for for Christmas and immediately uh-huh. gave her mom, dad, and grandma COVID. Oh. She had no idea, right? No idea. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like, my parents wanted me to come home for Christmas and, like, we, we uh, kept it low-key. You know, like, I was like, I had rules. I was like, look, I'm going to see you and dad. <laughs> I'm going to see my sister. And I'm gonna see my oldest friend back home because I know he ain't got any friends. So like, <laughs> so, so like he's safe, you know. <laughs> uh, but we did that and we got away with it. And then like after New Year's, my mom texted me. She's like, "Oh, uh, one of your cousins, uh, one of my favorite cousins, actually had a, a, a like a, a New Year's party, and they all got COVID." I was like, "Yeah, see, 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 low key." Low key is what you should do. <laughs> you, the easy. mantra, the, even for twenty twenty one, the mantra should be low key. You know, yeah. And like, I, I don't want to take any big risks. You know, <laughs> it's not worth it. No, like, and, and also, it's, like I said before, <laughs> like I said before, it's so fun because like now you can pick and choose your battles. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you go drink with this uh, hot girl. Probably, but you want to go uh, you hang out with your family? Ah, COVID, you know. <laughs> so you got to pick and choose, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to be smart about it. Like, you got to, it's risk versus reward, man. <laughs> Let me ask you, Rob, would you risk, like, if you met a girl, like, say, on one of those sites, those bumbly sites or whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, you don't, you don't know anything about her, mm-hmm. and she, but, like, one night, you know, together, have no idea what she got. Would you do? I would not. You would not. I would not. I, I have no room for strangers in my life right now. I applaud that, man. I, I applaud that. That's a great answer. Um, you know, I don't use sites like Bumble and Tinder and things like that. I oh, think, you actually, you actually got gangs. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think those things are weird. Like, I don't. It is. I it's a weird thing. I can't trust a dating app whose qualifications for who you quote-unquote date is what does your face look like and how close to my genitals are you? Like, I don't, I don't really... <laughs> I don't think that's a good pattern to follow. I don't think that's a good, like, checklist to go by. Like, how do you look? Are you within three miles? I can't do it. Like, I don't... That's, yeah. such, that's so weird to me because I, I think about... Like, that's akin to, like, before that existed. That would be the same as just posting flyers around somewhere with your face, age, phone number, and address. And being like, mm-hmm. hit me up. If you if you can see this, hit your boy up. <laughs> <laughs> Take that number. <laughs> no, I hear you, man. So, 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 
let me ask you this on on the flip flop. Did were you able to secure a female before the pandemic, like or at least somebody you can trust to be like, hey, you know, like I knew you before. We well, still hang out. Well, every, every, everybody knows that I've been celibate since two thousand nine. So two thousand nine. <laughs> Everybody knows I've been celibate since 2009, and so... What year is this? I don't participate and partake in things of that nature. I'm, what year is this? It's 2021. <laughs> I'm 12 years in the game. I'm very sexually pure, and I do not have sex with my followers on Twitter. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, but, but Facebook... <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have sex. I'm, I'm pure... <laughs> one single tear down here ladies and gentlemen so, yeah. <laughs> but I am having trouble being celibate in a, in a time where I've been forced to be celibate it, it was it was easier when, when, when it was your choice choosing not to have sex and like now yeah, yeah. that I yeah. can't all I want to do is have uh, sex but you know uh, I'm staying it's that, it's, that, <laughs> it's, that, it's that game all day long like somebody tells you what to do you're like fuck you I'm gonna do this other thing yeah, man, you know? but I'm, I'm staying strong hey <laughs> think Joe Kelly's doing out there right now Joe, Joe Kelly's eating some, a homeless woman's ass <laughs> right now it's what Joe's doing. <laughs> you know my man shout out to Joe Kells you know Kells likes to live dangerously <laughs> but Joey is, he's probably he's, he's coughing he's letting somebody cough in his mouth right now <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's fine you know and he's living with Wagner down there now too so like, exactly so he's just living know. in a sea of strange ass and hamburger wrappers <laughs> <laughs> hamburger wrappers <laughs> that's good man. I like that man. that's how it is man like Wagner would make a great uh, farmer he make a, he, he, he could run a steer farm for like McDonald's so. or something, because because Wagner <laughs> believes in fattening people up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if there's one thing Wagner would do for you, it's get some fucking food. <laughs> Dude, like yeah, man, like like it's, it's my man. You know, we lived together for a long time, and like will yeah, feed the shit yeah. out of you. Yeah, man. Like, he likes like, to have a buffet as long as it's more than <laughs> two people. He won't say fucking feast. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm the same way too, though, man. Like, I, like, like I, I've, I've learned from that school of Wagner. You know, it's like, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. You know, yeah. it's like if I if I show up to a place, if I show up to a place and we ain't got two pieces and some Taco Bell, I'm like, what? Seriously, dude. Like, you don't like would, me? You don't like me, dude? We would leave shows and then go to bars, and we'd leave bars. We go back to the trailer like four deep, and Wagner would be like, "Let's order six pizzas." Like for who? <laughs> uh-huh. I need six pizzas. He'd be like, "Get six pizzas, dude. I'm buying." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. But you know, to be fair, and you've seen him like, like he's he's he he's done a one eighty during this thing, and he's he's like he's he's you know like he's uh like skinny boy again. Yeah, you know? he's, he's slipping back down. He's like, I'm running 12 miles a day, dog. It's like, dude, I don't even drive 12 miles. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I'm still doing that Wagner school of thought where I'm like, hey, man, if they're in a pizza in the room, then that's I'm it. out. You yeah. know? That's the other thing he'll do. He could run a yeah, steer yeah. farm or a pig farm, and he could also run a transportation company because Wagner will buy Ubers. <laughs> 
and food <laughs> until your eyeballs explode. <laughs> you can yeah, even go true. across the street and Wagner would be like, I'll order us an Uber, dude. Like, it's right there. It's right he's, like, he's, like, he's like, I'm out, dog. I'm out. <laughs> like, how far is it? Three doors down, I'm getting us an Uber. <laughs> Going down. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Oh man! So what else? What else new, dog? What is what has COVID done to your dating life? My dating life? Uh, I have actually. I, I have a girl that like been hanging out with pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So like, uh, we stuck together through the whole thing, and 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 still see each other, and uh, yeah, very monogamous. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say. You know, good deal. Because like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I guess I lucked out because because we were together before COVID. Yeah. You know, early just dating, you know, and still dating. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I bet. I mean, I'm I'm envious. You know, there's nothing there's nothing like having some in house right now. <laughs> like it's every everybody. You know, this is the first time in a long time that I've said that like. Married men are in the catbird seat again because oh yeah, they, they yeah. Got somebody right there that they could have sex with whatever they want. Like I have no idea, like like for like what people are doing as far as dating. I've seen people like you know working at at, at the pub. Like I've seen people on dates. You know, I'm like how, why, <laughs> like like how is this? possible you know yeah like people are still meeting strangers on tinder and yeah i'm just like that's the same as just licking public toilet seats right now like you can't pretty much you can't yeah. be running around swapping fluids with randoms right now <laughs> it's like it's like seriously you can't you can't wait like like you know a month <laughs> or whatever you can't wait until like you hear like something good you're like nah nah dude i got i gotta get laid dog you know it's like Okay, <laughs> it's like you know, there's things around that. Yeah, like those sites are made for like one night stands and shit. So like now is the time to be on like eHarmony or Match. dot com. You know, finding somebody <laughs> you can get to know over a prolonged period of time, and y'all can take COVID tests together and quarantine, or, and, and yeah, then y'all can start dating. But to be on sites where it's like, hey, I see you across the street from me, and I like that ass. Let's get together. It's not the time for that. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, or maybe Christian Mingo. At least then, you know, like you know, they uh, uh, know that they're not going to wear masks, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, it's all yeah, good. That, yeah. Yeah, Christian Mingo might this not is, be the wave right now. <laughs> this is this is fake news. It's all fake news. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Christian Mingo is now that's the anti-masker uh, tender. In the age of COVID, think so? <laughs> you just find like-minded people who are like, I think Jesus will save this, save us from this. Let's spit in each other's throats <laughs> <laughs> as a show of faith. <laughs> as a show of faith. <laughs> yeah, you right. <laughs> so, man, you've been picking up any uh, like hobbies or anything during this this shit? I I would I would say. Podcasting and online shopping are my new hobbies. Online shopping. <laughs> if there's one thing I've been doing, 
it is getting boxes of shit delivered to my house like three, four times a week. <laughs> you on that home shopping network, bro? I cannot <laughs> fucking stop, dude. Getting cubic, cubic zirconium. You know, talking about, oh man, 1988 Don Russ baseball card set. I need that. You know? <laughs> like, I just got a pair of shoes in the mail today that, like, like, where the fuck am I wearing them to? Nowhere. But, <laughs> hey, but guess what, bro? They clean, though. They clean. They clean as shit. <laughs> so you know, got me some Sean Watherspoon Air Max ninety seven. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I would imagine Amazon's like thriving right now. There's a Gotta reason be. Jeff Bezos is making like millions of dollars a second because, and I'm helping contribute to that shit. Same, yeah, you man. You like when when you used to shop, it was because you needed something, uh-huh. and then you would run to the store to get it, and then pick up yeah. some other things you saw. But like yeah. now, you don't go to this. You're not out to just see a Walmart and be like, "Oh, I need to go in there." So now it's just like, "Oh shit, I need to get some dog food." Well, Amazon it is. Like it's just ordering yeah. any and everything that pops up. You just order. Now, now you can get exotic shit like Whole Foods off Amazon now. You know, yeah, so like, hey man, I didn't know I needed a praline. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck? That sounds exotic. Dragon fruit. One hundred percent organic dragon fruit juice for ooh seventeen dollars a quart. Sign me up. Let me get two of them. (laughs) This is what people are spending their stimulus on because we can't go to bars, right? Like, there's no bars, there's no strip clubs, there's no like casinos. So, like, like really, you know? So you just spend your money on exotic fruit. That's the truth. That's why I've been buying shoes and shit because it's like. I've got so much more expendable income because you know my expenses are way down because I don't go anywhere. Ain't that ain't that wild, dude? Like, like, what before... am I gonna do with this money? Well, let's get a couple jackets. <laughs> <laughs> a couple jackets. I like that, man. Man, like, yeah. Before the the pandemic, dude, like I was spending like sixty dollars a week in Uber. <laughs> or uh, my bad, in Lyft. Right. There's a plug, you know. But like, like. Seriously, because like I, I just didn't want to drive anywhere, so I was just taking lifts everywhere. Comedy club, comedy club, bar, you know, yeah. like whatever. And like now, I wasn't it's driving. Like the house is like I just need to drive just to fucking drive. Yeah, you just make sure your car's still running, like nothing's you know? too far away now. You know, <laughs> like, like oh, eighty myself, miles away. That's like okay. if I need to go to a store, and then there's another store that I would have went to on the other side of town, I go now because it's just like. What the fuck else? When am I going to get out of the house again? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though, Rod. Like, you ain't going to get me out the neighborhood, man. Like, you know, I'm in East Nashville. I ain't going to Smyrna. <laughs> like, somebody, hey, man, we're having a cookout in Smyrna. I'm like, nah, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but if I had a buddy over here two blocks away, I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. Right, call know? me when there's a cookout at Inglewood. Yeah, I ain't going to Smyrna. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, if I was in Nashville right now, it wouldn't be shit to just drive out to Murfreesboro to go to Burger King just because just want to <laughs> just Burger King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would joke with my uh, with my girl, you know, like where we should dress up to go to the grocery store, <laughs> right? Because like, there's no dates, so might as well just make it a date night to go to the That's grocery true. store. I've seen you that I, when I go to Walmart. Seen it? I see people in like full outfits. Bolo time. Like, where the fuck else know. are we going? <laughs> uh, 
or, or you know, you, you know, you can buy them flowers there, right? Exactly. You, know, you can get some, you can get something to eat. You know, old school. Pick up a DVD. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Like, you get that one or two for three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I love when both said two. It's always the sequel. They have all sequels for five dollars. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds too. There it is. <laughs> Yeah, no titties, paradise, baby. <laughs> yeah, no titties in that one either. By the way, <laughs> dude, I I have all the booger shirts. Like like somebody on Etsy or Etsy or whatever, like like recreated all the booger shirts from the nerd uh, first two nerd movies. Until I'm dead and all that. Yes, I got give me heads on dead. <laughs> I got high high on stress, which I always get complimented on. <laughs> I get. I get, I got the Fortnite shirt from from Nerds too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm pro booger shirt over here. I have three booger shirts. You're, you're you pro know? booger, and you're definitely pro boobs. Like you, I see now that that is the cause you have thrown your head into the ring on. Is you you really have a problem with the lack of boobs in today's entertainment? <laughs> Oh yeah, it makes me mad though. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. You know, like like I think boobs now are, are in horror films. You know, like which is cool. And more karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But, but I mean can like, you I don't care you... if this is the Princess Bride three boobs and karate. But, but you dis do you disagree though, Rod? Like I think we need more boobs in entertainment. You know, all forms of entertainment, especially now during the pandemic. Disney should be like, you know what? Give them some boobs, you know. I would love to see her fully loaded with tits in it. (laughs) (laughs) Just hanging out that that Volkswagen. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, now with 40% more tit. (laughs) Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Booyah, there it is. I think that exists right now on Cinemax. (laughs) It probably does. On Cinemax in the 80s, yeah. When you couldn't really see it, you know, getting it for free and, like, had all those lines in it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Speaking of, why do they still make softcore porn? Who is Um, watching that? Like, who needs it? Man, I was was at uh, Allstate... Uh, trial thing, weekend uh, band trip. I was in tenth grade, and I, I and my roommate was uh, my best friend and uh, my section leader. You know, snare drummers. He was a uh, Aaron Coleman's his name. Like one of the best drummers I ever heard. Man. Mm-hmm. Straight up. And like we're watching this Cinemax porn. <laughs> I swear to God, my man's drinking some peach vest. You know, if you remember what that is, you know, like peach string. And, and he's just sipping it. He's like, oh, they fucking for real. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like, I couldn't prove that they weren't. So I, to this day, every time I see like a soft core, I'm like, oh, they fucking for real. <laughs> and that's my nod to Aaron. You know? I, he's probably a minister somewhere, you know. <laughs> he's like, oh, they fucking. <laughs> Oh, uh, he loved it. You know, we're just sitting there watching Cinemax together. You know, just yeah. some high school boys. Yeah, but it's like it not only do like everybody has access to the internet who has free sites that will show you like oh yeah anything. Yeah. Why would you watch softball? Like, but all we had, dog. What you know, growing up. I mean, we're basically the same. I'm 41, right? And like, yeah, it was softball. We had softball in that scrambled channel on on the cable box. And, and, and if, like, your grandparents had HBO or something, 
And you'd watch see real sex. <laughs> real sex. Yeah. Or, or, or even like uh, dream on. <laughs> dream on. Thank you. That's what I was thinking of. Because dream on would show you some titties. You know. Yeah, I, I remember. You know, and then and then and then you watch Tales from the Crib just to like wash the palate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, real buddy. But yeah, (laughs) there's no rule in this world for softcore porn now. Like, too many people have their own sex tapes in their phone for somebody to be watching Red Shoe Diaries on Showtime. (laughs) Like nobody. Do do you think there will be like a like a like a a resurgence? Like everybody's tired of like seeing everything you want to see. They just want to hear a saxophone and two people at simulate sex. Shout out to right? the opening sequence of Silk Stalkings. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. So maybe there will be like a resurgence of that, you know? I think if we get into know. if we get into the apocalypse as we actually know it, there will be a resurgence because there will be no internet and more than likely just no electricity, period. So... We will be back to uh, Blacktail Magazine and Hustler and things like that. <laughs> Dude, there, there's too much free sex out there. I miss I miss earning that sex, you know, earning that magazine, like finding that that magazine, and you know, or finding or uh, you know, every, yeah. Not, in the South, you know, as as, as you, you, you had to earn it. South, you know what I mean? You know, most most boys in the South saw their first porn in magazine form uh, in the woods for some reason. <laughs> Always in the woods. <laughs> there was always some dude who had a jack-off stash in the woods, and mm-hmm. the kids would stumble upon it, and that's that's where you would see your first point as a young kid in the South, especially if you were raised Baptist. If you were raised Baptist, you probably saw your, your first point in the woods. <laughs> oh, I was raised Baptist. Boom. Actually, actually I, I probably saw mine at the preacher's house. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I was first Baptist. Like, there was a point in know? the woods. And your uncle always had some car that was at least 20 years old in his backyard, and it was filled with porn. <laughs> somehow, somehow, as a kid, you instinctively found it. Just like, whoa, there's something, they don't print there's something over there. I feel like there's something over there. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at it like, does this say April 1980? <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, you're, you're just holding the magazine, staring at titties as you go down your... As you go down that slip and slide, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that that shitty ass slip and slide that would just ruin your knees, you know, like it had no support. Yeah. And it was always on gravel. You know, it's like why? Why would you just put it over like the worst part of the yard? Yeah, why did nobody ever like check? They would just nobody it, check. People would put it wherever it fit best. They didn't care if it was like a tree stump in the middle of that. They oh. Just... I, I just remember like like so many cousins just be like, ow, ow, oh, god damn. You know, like we're six years old. You know, like we're wrecking our bodies on slip and slides and looking at, at old ass titties. Like, this is the part of the yard with the most grass. This is where the slip and slide goes. Be like, that's like 40% rocks. Be like, this is where it's going. Yeah, that's where it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 100%, dude. I hate the slip and slide. <laughs> Yeah, it always looked like you had just gotten into a fucking gang fight. Yeah, dude. Like, like, everybody does one round, like, I'm out. You know? It's like the quickest game ever. You know, it's like, I think the parents did that shit on purpose. Like, hey, man, let's let them have fun for like 10 minutes. Don't ever ask me for anything again. 
that was, yeah, that, never, was that was your yeah. first lesson and be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. You, you beg for a slip and slide and then you'd get up looking like a fucking bare knuckle brawler from eighteen seventy six and you'd never ask for a toy ever again. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the most successful slip and sliders became MMA fighters. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I'm ready, yeah. man. I'm MMA ready fighters now. and EMTs all grew up with slip and slides. <laughs> EMTs, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oh, what are you drinking, Rod? You said it's a drinking podcast, right? What are you drinking on? I've got a cherry Coke and some old smoky Tennessee salted Caribbean whiskey going. Damn, though. All right. I like that. You can just have that salted caramel whiskey, you know. Mm-hmm. Moonshine straight up, man. That's I got, cool. I got two 32-ounce cups. Oh, me. shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he does. Yeah. You know, this is audio only. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting nice and wow. What are you drinking? You had something else and then some wine, too. What was... Oh, yeah. I had a uh, uh, local cider, okay. which is 8%. Uh, Brightwood cider is 8%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just drinking a little box wine, you know. <laughs> yeah, I decided... <laughs> no, Francie, uh, no, that's so five years ago, Rod. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Now, I'm, I'm that Boda Box, <laughs> uh, that, that Boda Box, though, you know, seventeen ninety nine. it's all right, you know. But also, also, yeah, exactly. Also, like, I'm keeping vodka out the house because it's not a good idea for CR3 to have vodka in the house. Especially during the pandemic, God damn. Oh, God, yeah, I figured that out. I was like, you know what, that's probably something doing this, you know. It was it was too easy, Rod. It was getting way too easy, and, and to the to the point where I'd wake up and I'd feel good. I'm like, all right, this isn't good. You know, like and now, nobody wants to be hungover, but when you wake up and you feel great, I'm like, all right, this is probably probably too much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm upping my sugar intake. Yeah, that's why I've been sending shout outs. Want to do it again? Send a shout out to all. These sober people who have managed to stay sober during this time because I can't think of a fucking like stronger temptation to fall off the wagon and start drinking Dude, again. They ain't sober. Stuck in like, the house 24 hours a day right. in the middle of all, a fucking pandemic. All these people that are saying they're sober, they taking Adderall, they're, they're snorting like, uh, they're snorting the drugs. You know, they're high all the time. They're not drinking, and that's all that matters. I know, yeah, yeah. I love that, like, not drinking means I'm sober. It's like, no, you ain't. Like, you cracked out. Everybody's got what they can and can't handle. Yeah. You know, I had my boy Charlie McMullen on an episode recently, and he used Uh to go to AA meetings high out of his mind because he had a problem with alcohol. He didn't have a problem with weed. Yeah, <laughs> but like, like I don't think anybody really is sober. You know? Like, even even if they say they're sober, it's like, okay, what else you want? You know, like, like next you gonna say I'm not really sober from pussy. Mm. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm not celibate because I'm masturbating, or that I'm actually still right. having sex, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all my fellow celibates out there. We, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm think I'm thinking of you at these trying times. <laughs> and, and also, like I, I do appreciate those people that are not 
you know, spending time on those dating forums and like just trying to get something to get something. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. It's like, no, it's not the time to be like, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, tell, man. It's like, like, the same, and I guarantee you those same people will be like, oh, well, you got to mask up and you got to, you know, like not go to the grocery store, but also, you know, well, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, get your song, you know, oh, Hinge, yeah, it's fine, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember like, when they first started like talking about no sex in the beginning of the pandemic, and they were like, you know, it, we're finding coronavirus in semen, and you know, don't eat abs. It's in the fecal matter. It was like, damn, you you, you can't do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I didn't know what to expect from this podcast, man. Like, I just knew like it was kind of raunchy. And, like, so I, I was going through things in my head, and I was like, dude, like, he may ask me this. Uh, uh, I might have an answer, but, like, I'm going to ask you the question I had in my head. Right. Are you ready for this? Um, what was the first fight you ever had, man? First, like, fisticuffs fight. The first fight I ever had. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I, I can only remember like the first major confrontation I had, maybe. Cause you That's know, I, you know, you know, we we grew up in that era of little boys roughhousing the shit out of each other all the time. So I got into a lot of rough and tumble shit on the regular. But I think the first official, I guess, like for I in think, your mind's eye. Like the first yeah. righteous fight I can remember being in happened um, when I was in like, probably about the fourth grade. <laughs> about the fourth grade, man. Uh, this kid, this kid tried to steal a video game I had, <laughs> or he was or it? he did steal a game that I had. It was, what was uh, it? it was Godzilla for NES. Okay. I had a copy of a Godzilla. It was, and his name was Mario. I never forget it because I had, never played that shit. I never played Godzilla. It was fun. Never even seen Godzilla at my at my rental store. I had you know? rented that, and uh, he came over, and you know it was one of those classic situations where he left, and then the game was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I couldn't prove that he'd taken it. So, you know, couldn't, and, you know, his, and his, his family was, uh, he was from a family as assholes. That's why he was such an asshole. So, <laughs> well, yeah. so when asshole, my, that fall so, far from the tree. Yeah. I guess. So, like, when mom, so when I took my mom over to his house to get, try to get his, you know, get his mom to either give me the game or, you know, give us the fucking money, you know, she refused. She was like, he said he didn't take it. Uh fuck out of here so Uh that was supposed to be the end of that but I refused to let it go and uh, (laughs) Mario came around again like a week later and we were playing football Uh, take my ball or no real real football with all the neighborhood kids because at that time I was living in these um, these townhouses and uh, the townhouses were like right next to an apartment complex. So we lived in the townhouses, 
Mario lived in a complex across the street. So behind our townhouse, there was like this huge yard that was like the size of a fucking football field. Okay. And so we used to play football back there. And man, we were playing ball and he got that ball. And I like jammed an elbow right into his sternum, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And how... Just, I had, yeah, I had to make him fight me. That's retribution for like that <laughs> exactly. game. Yeah, like I, I had you. to yeah. make him fight me. <laughs> and so he got that ball, man. I just ran up and just stuck my fucking elbow out like a goddamn rhino horn, and I just fucking jammed his ass in the sternum, and he got uh-huh. up on the fight. And I just remember beating the shit out of that kid. <laughs> <laughs> like rights and lefts, huh? Yeah, and it was one of those situations where you, you know, you tell your parents like you did something that was wrong, but it was also right that they just let. Also, it yeah, it was absurd. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I told okay. so like when we got so when all this shit was erupting in the back, you know, people's parents came out and things like that, and when I got in the house and my mom was, you know, asking me like, you know, why were you fighting? And I told her like Mario stole that game, like. That's who I was fighting. And she was like, did you knock him out? I was like, yeah, I, I did. And she was like, okay, good. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, so you got, you got support, yeah, you know? know? I had to whoop that $60 out of his ass. So. <laughs> and you got it. And you got it. Yeah. Did you take game back? No. <laughs> so it, it was like if my, my mom had to eat that $60, like, yeah, like my mom and dad had to eat that $60, so he had to eat $60 worth of ass whooping. Out of his ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's simple have, have you ever, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever uh, tried to uh, rebuy that game? Like at a, like a, you know, like a record store or something? No, because it wasn't, you know, like, it was fun because I was a kid, but... It wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, like... like, it, 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 ain't it. like he, it, it ain't like he took your punch out, you yeah. know, or your contract. You oh, know. no, it would have been mad. We'd have to burn his house down. Yeah, like... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that game was straight up killed his ass. Like, I've, had a, I've had a fucking NES emulator on my computer for a long time. And I've yeah. got, you know, like 80, 90 games on there. None of them are Godzilla. It wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what's your all time what's your all time favorite uh Nintendo game? Original Nintendo. Um Nintendo game. original but, Nintendo. All right. Well, let me let me backtrack. What's the first Nintendo game you saw at like a friend's house or a cousin's house or something where you're like, oh shit, Nintendo. Oh, it was it was definitely uh, it was Mike Tyson's punch up. Oh shit! Uh, you saw that at like a friend's house or something? Yeah, that was, like, the, that was the first game that like wowed me. Like I was wowed by the original Mario Brothers. It was fun. It was cool. Yeah, but, like Mike Tyson's punch up was the first game that like. But is that the mind. first time you saw? You saw Nintendo, though. Is that the first time you saw Nintendo? No, first time I saw Nintendo, it was just you know the original. Uh, just, oh, okay. just Super Mario okay. Brothers. You know, my cousin. Oh, okay. Uh, my cousin was the person who introduced me to video games. He had everything. You know, yeah. like this was like what well, this was like mid eighties. And had the robot and he, shit. He had the uh, <laughs> he had like ColecoVision. He had an Atari. He had the uh, like. Remember the old like <laughs> like the like actual like the first PCs. 
where like all the graphics were like the characters were either solid black or solid white and then the rest of the screen was like this burnt orange tint like that's how that's how old school it was. he had those games and uh, so yeah he was the first person I saw playing Nintendo and he was so good he could mm-hmm. beat Mario Brothers without dying and that was that blew my little like five year old mind <laughs> wow man yeah man <laughs> Dude, my, my, like, I remember, uh, I came to my cousin, I always, I was like, uh, I had like four or five older cousins, mm-hmm. right, in Arkansas, and, and like one day, we always played Atari, you know, and like, I was like seven years old, you know, and I came, came to the house, and like, there's one dude there, and some dude that was dating one of my aunts, and he's like, playing Atari, I was like, Where's the boys at? So I was there playing Nintendo. I'm like Nintendo, you know, and like I and I stormed up to the, you know, to the room and like like they were playing Kung Fu. Yeah, remember they they original Kung Fu? You know, like you know, like all that shit, dude. It blew my head off. You know, I was like six, maybe seven, like. Growing on seven, I probably, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. And, like, blew my mind. I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen, dude. Hell yeah. And, like, and, and then, like, eventually, and, and they were taking turns. They were all polite, you know, taking turns with, you know, like, the cousins and stuff. And, like, but they also put in excitement. Now, I don't even think I played that night. I was just watching. I was just in awe. It's like, why is there an arcade in my cousin's house? It was so, it blew my head off, man. It did. It was great, you know. Oh, I didn't fight anybody over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like a fight almost every day. Somebody was fighting in, in that neighborhood when I was a kid, like constantly. It was uh, mm-hmm. always, always two little boys like coming to blows over something. <laughs> well, damn, man! Like, why? Well, I, I guess I better share. Like, the only fight I really got in in school uh, is fifth grade, and uh, her name's Erica Puckett, man. <laughs> in relation I to Kirby to- Puckett. No, but I swear to God, R.I.P., but I swear to God, man, like, this chick, like, like, so back in the day, back in, you know, my time in in fifth grade, like, we had these desks, right, and, like, you could secure your books under your desk, Mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yeah. You know, but I've never set up straight, I've always, like, leaned. You know, I still do. I like, I, I prop my feet up, you know, like <laughs> that my whole life. But I, I just would always put my feet in her, like, uh, uh, cubby of her books. And the bitch hated it, man. And, like, she would, she would, she would stab me in the leg. She would stab me with a pencil in the leg just to get me from, like, not hanging out, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I was so mad, and like she, yeah, I would have, I would literally have like lead in my leg, you know, as a fifth grader. And then nice. one day, one day, she did that shit. Fifth grade, I remember the teacher left, and like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I guess I don't learn too well because I kept doing it, you know. And so I'm just laid back, and I, I got my 
feet in her desk and she stabs me and uh the teacher's not there and I was over <laughs> and I stood up and said bitch <laughs> and, then, and then like I said dude like I, I'm in a predominantly you know African American you know society and it was like everybody's like fight <laughs> you know, it's like here we go Erica Puckett yeah fuck you <laughs> it's like fuck you bitch and I remember like just yelling at her and like she's like what are you gonna do I slapped her cause you know what we're in fifth grade we're the same size you know so what are you gonna do I said <laughs> and then she started like really trying to climb on me and then everybody's like oh <laughs> I just remember and like like nothing really came out of that but that was my only real fight you know <laughs> when when my teacher left the room <laughs> I never really got patted on the back for you know sticking up for myself because honestly she did stab me like five or six times that year <laughs> Erica Puckett yeah yeah that's yeah. hilarious I remember the only time I see that's my only happen. fight dog was with a girl but we were the same size, so like it's fine, right? It's That's fine. Awesome. The only time I've seen somebody get stabbed with a pencil like that was uh in like the seventh grade. I remember uh this girl uh her nickname was Moosey. And uh-huh. she this this guy, this kid named Nelson, he was sitting behind her in class and he kept like pulling her hair. He just kept bugging her. Moosey? Yeah, he kept pulling Moosey's hair. And she had had enough of that shit. And she got up and she went and sharpened her pencil. Oh, shit. And when okay. she came back to her seat, she stabbed Nelson right in the fucking head. Oh, in the head? <laughs> in the head? In the head. Like, at least I got it in the leg. She stabbed him know? in the fucking head. And he oh, was, hell no. And so he was, like, screaming about how it burned. And so you know how, like, you blow into your hand and sniff to check your breath? Yeah, sure. He was doing that and then running it over the top of his head, trying to trying to blow air on the stab wound. <laughs> he said it was burning. He was going. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it was one of the, I've never seen somebody trying to blow air on their head with their fucking head. It was one of the funniest things I ever seen in my life. Blow air on the head? He was trying to blow air on his fucking head by blowing <laughs> it to his head and then moving his head over the top of his head. Oh, it was so fucking funny. That shit was hilarious, man. R.I.P. Nelson. But that was oh, is, like he, a, is he dead? Yeah, he's been gone for a couple years now. But that, oh, okay. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I will not forget that shit. Jeez. I like you got this two mic setup, man. Like like you're being interviewed by like CNN or something. That's yeah, cool. man. I, you know, I'm always in the midst of a press conference. <laughs> okay, I, I like that one of them has like a condom on the mic, and the other one's just like Roman free. You know? No, it's just that this this one is is silver, and this one's black. It's they both got a cover on them. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, they both covered. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll protect my mics. I'll go raw, but not on the mics. I gotta keep not on the mics. Yeah, keep yeah. the mics professional. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! But like, 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 uh, uh, is there a, like a positivity positivity to like doing two mics? 
Um, I I just I figure um it would better pick up my voice, I guess. Okay. Like I figure like instead of trying to talk in the one mic, if I move around Mm-hmm. I can move in any direction and still have a mic uh, in front okay. of me, basically. So I got you. That's the only reason I do it. Like it has a two mic plug, so I just keep two mics plugged into it. I figure. Okay. Why cool. bullshit around? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Drinking, drinking that Gatorade and that and that rum, whatever. It's, it's, it's whiskey and coke. It's like, <laughs> you couldn't have been more off. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I think the boxed Merlot is going to your head. <laughs> it's not Merlot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, everybody, everybody wrong. <laughs> Rob, what's your biggest fear, dude? My biggest fear, you're going to think this is crazy, but okay. honest to God, my biggest fear is my hairline moving back like past my ears and shit and me being <laughs> too stupid to shave my head. Okay, so you still have the dreads. That's my like, biggest fear because I've spent my entire life like looking at men and their hairlines are atrocious but they still keep their hair and I'm just like you, there, it's impossible for you to look dumber bald than you do with that little bit of hair man like Please shave it. That it bothers the shit out of me. Because every time I see that, I'm like, "How do you possibly think that looks good?" Uh-huh. Like you look ridiculous, and you know, and it happens like, especially to the white dudes. Like it, it can happen real young, you know. Uh huh. Oh yeah. These motherfuckers be looking like senators, and it's just like, shave your fucking head, you idiot! Like you look ridiculous. That's that's a good point. Like like like, do you think you think? Bald black people pull it off better than bald white people? I don't. I just think it, it's just something that became more fashionable for black men mm. to shave their head even though they don't need it. Like being going, like shaving your head used to be out of necessity. Right. And then a lot of black dudes just turned it into a hairstyle. But now, like, like, like every white dude, they even like slightly start losing their hair. They go bald. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, you look weird. <laughs> like, like I mean, I miss seeing white dudes, like white balding dudes. You know? <laughs> I absolutely do not. I am so, <laughs> I'm so terrified. Like, cause that's, cause that's all I think. Like, you see dudes and they've got like their haircut and shit, and it's like you've got thirty percent coverage, my man. Why did you yeah. go to the barber shop and let them do that instead of just saying shit? Like, if I was a barber. No dude with his hairline back there could ever get his haircut. I would okay. wax that motherfucker every time. He'd be like, "Yeah, can you just take it down and line me up? Like I'm shaving this shit, buddy. I'm sorry. You'll thank but, me later." Like, <laughs> that's why I like like people like Larry David or like CK. You know, like like they they're owning the baldness. Yeah, but like, all, but he's also 87 years old. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. That's how you're supposed to look. But he's supposed uh-huh. to shave it. But like a dude in his twenties, thirties, forties, like yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Like you've got a hair yarmulke on. Shave that <laughs> shit. <laughs> like if if you were going bald, Rob, would you like shave your head? I would or shave or my would head so fast. Own it. Would I you? would shave my head so fast. You can't own looking <laughs> stupid. 
Is it bad to think that like black people can like like actually pull off the bald look more than white people? No, it's not because I understand that you know uh, racist gentrified having a bald head no, for white people. No, I, I like, just mean like, like just like the color took that like, from like, white dudes. But I just think like I just think color wise, it, it just seems like it would. It seems uh, fashionably better than right. some bald white ass head. Like, why does that say it's too bright? Why does that say it's too bright? You gotta, you, know? just, you gotta let that head tan. That's all you got. Yeah, <laughs> but then it turns red. You know, like, it's not, it's not tan. It okay. turns, like, red or orange. You got, you know? That's when you and gotta like, start taking care of your skin. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, as we both know, you know, uh-huh. white dudes have a problem I, I, taking care of their skin. They don't, they I, don't I like that. to use lotion and shit. I love that. I think it was 19, I think it was nineteen ninety four when white people really like 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 embrace the bald head. I was like, why? And like nobody ever told them it's a bad look. You know, like it, it really is a bad look. Like unless you're, I guess, like an action star. You know, <laughs> like if you're Bruce Willis, that's okay. But like everybody else, was like, what are you doing? Like, uh, you can't do that. I would take, you know? anybody should be willing to take a bald head over looking like Bozo the fucking clown any day. I like that look. You know, I'm like, I, I appreciate some Gallagher, you know, like, remember Gallagher, you know? He, he owned it. I can't you know? take it. That's, that's honest to God. You can't take it? That is my biggest fear in this world. Really? My hair is me going bald and being like, nah, I'm keeping it. Because I would feel like... You gotta see yourself in mirrors and pictures and shit, dude. Like, what are you doing, dude? Dude, for me, like, like I, I, I really think I'm going. If I go bald, I'm gonna let it go. I'm not gonna shave my head. You just I'm not gonna shave my head because <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan, full Hulk Hogan. It's like, hey man, like I'm, I'm the, I'm the real American, you know. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to, right? Embrace you know? the male pattern baldness. <laughs> yes, you know, and like, like I, I just think, I just think, socially, black people pull it off better because it looks better. Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants a white ass head, <laughs> a nice, a nice ebony head. That that sounds nice, you know. Like if I had an ebony head, yeah, I'd do it. You know. Maybe that would be a more acceptable form of blackface. If you, if a white dude shaves his head, then he should have to, he should just blackface his head. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Blackface his head? So so you're going black, black head. (laughs) Just make it like, you just dye it brown. Yeah, black head is the more accessible black face, right? No, black face, black head. That might be it. Like, just, yeah, like, <laughs> like, don't darken your face. That's racist. But darken your head, please. Darken your head, because please. <laughs> because, because, please. <laughs> CR3 said he don't want to I did not say that. Head. You said that. You said that. CR3 is very anti-white head. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm very anti-white so, yeah, yeah, that's true. You gotta put that thing in the tanning bed. <laughs> you know, you gotta, like, just, don't put your whole body in there. Just get the top of the dome in there. Sitting <laughs> there, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, can't get a discount. Also, you know? I just want to get a base. I just want to. I just want to get base. Want to put my head in there. Cover the rest of your body up with a sheet, and then just cut out the top. 
As long as the seed doesn't have a uh, pointed top. (laughs) (laughs) What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear? I don't have one. (laughs) I just asked you first. (laughs) Your biggest fear is having a big shaved white head. (laughs) Big shaved white head. Yeah. 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 (laughs) My biggest fear is like, like, like being white and like having to, it's like, Accept that. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> no, I don't like that. You know, yeah, I grew up in a small town. You know, that's it. That's, that's it. You know, I, I don't know, man. Rod, I, I really don't have a a big fear. I, I guess you know, and, and I'm sorry that I, I asked you. No, sorry, but like I, I, I don't have my own my own biggest fear. What's what's what's, the, I, what's the scariest situation you've ever been in? Scariest situation. You don't have a biggest fear, but what's the time you felt fear the biggest? <laughs> fear the biggest. Um. Uh, okay. Um. So in like two thousand something. Between 2007, 2008, I had, uh, um, I was in, I just came from like a seven day trip in New Orleans, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I was partying pretty hard and got back and, uh, I was in a, uh, uh, like a jam band at the time, you know, or whatever it is. And, uh, my bass player said, hey, man, like, I remember him saying, hey, man, um, this is what I do, um, talking about edibles, this is before edibles, you know, it's like mm-hmm. eating your weed, but he's like, hey, man, I love to have, like, a uh, club cracker, you know, mm-hmm. with, some, with some peanut butter, and then just sprinkle weed on top of it. <laughs> I was like, okay, and they put it in the oven for, like, 10 minutes. I was like, okay, well. You know, and I got back from like a seven day bender and I just did that one night and I had like two of them because I'm dumb. <laughs> and like, I didn't, I, you know, I, I never ate weed before <laughs> at that point. I was like, okay, well, I'll just have two of them because he said one, you know, I'm, I'm CR3, I'm going to have two. You know, I was like, fuck you. But like, I remember like, um, reading a drum magazine, I was like doing some, things on a drum pad and then all of a sudden I just got loopy man like I I, I had no I, I've never had an edible before mm-hmm. you know or never ate my weed right. never ate my drugs before you know <laughs> and and that shit got on top of me man like straight up mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what man I'll tell you what man like this is the this is true and it's a weird thing I was freaking out I, like I felt like I was having a, a panic attack. Right. My heart was going like 100 miles an hour. Uh, girls with I was just like I don't know what's happening. This is crazy, you know. And like uh, um, I, I flipped out, man. I, I um, it's possible to trip on weed. Mm-hmm. Like people don't don't think that, but if you have too much, if you eat too much weed, you can have like. Trippy thoughts, you, can get you know. Too high on anything. Oh yeah, I got way too high, you know. And like, 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 like I thought I 
I was having panic attacks. I was like, what's happening? And I did not expect this reaction. Right. Uh, but but uh, I actually had visions, dude, that night. And, I, and this is true, man. I had a vision of me being on stage uh, wearing denim on denim with a uh, um, uh, headband on stage doing comedy. And like I looked like Tommy Chong, and I was and I was doing comedy, and this is 2009, and like I I and I was trying to tell my girl at the time I'm like I am Tommy Chong, and she's like she's like what are you saying? And I was so flipped out, but like that vision of being on stage doing comedy started, and that's that was my biggest fear because I this is the first time I, I freaked out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let let me. Uh, Take it, take it forward to complete that story. In 2018, I'd done a little bit of mushrooms, mm-hmm. <laughs> just the right amount of mushrooms, you know. A bit and, of and, taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just, just, just for the, uh, you know, like, like head change, just for the, just for those blurs on the sides, you know. And like, like I, I remembered that thing in 2009 or whatever, and so like 2018. I was just talking to friends, and, and I was telling them a story, and like, "Hey, man, like you're so funny, you should do comedy." And I looked up at the sky, and it was purples, streaks of blue, and, and pinks, and it was beautiful. And, and I decided, yeah, I should do comedy because I remembered that that thing from 2009, that experience. And then the next week, I signed up for for East Room Comedy, and I made sure. That I wore denim and I had the goddamn headband that I still wear to this day as a nod to that first scary trip. Right. And that was my, that was, and I turned my scariest experience to reality, you know. Yeah. And like, so if people don't, you know, if people don't or think this or that, the reason I wear the headband is because of that trip from 2009. Because right. I saw myself on stage doing it. And I'm gonna do it every time. Now that's what I call facing your goddamn fears. And yeah, like 100, percent right, Rod? Yeah, like, like I faced well. it and I made it. I made it a thing. And like I quit my job, <laughs> like to do comedy because I didn't have a, a, a time to do it. I was mm-hmm. like, it's like, no, man, fuck you. Like that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so I faced my vision. Like I'm never gonna make any money doing this, but like this. Doing comedy, Rod, it's like like changed my life. Like, I'd rather do this than anything. It's the best you know? shit in the world. It is, ain't it? Right? It's amazing. I feel like, like that. I feel that same way. Like, I don't... Like, I always tell people, like, comedy didn't save my life or anything like that, but it definitely changed my life. Like, it changed my life. I can't imagine what the last 12 years of my life would have looked like if mm-hmm. I if I hadn't been doing comedy because I started doing comedy kind of on a whim you know like I didn't yeah I'd always how'd you I'd how'd you start been, man well, how'd you like, start though I, I've always loved comedy sure my entire life like right down to stand up like movies songs stand up I've always loved comedy but I never I never thought about being a comedian or shit like that and I used to work at a Ruby Tuesday back in 06. Okay. And 
one of my ex coworkers, I ran into him. It was like Valentine. It was Valentine's Day, two thousand nine, and me and my girlfriend at the time were at Old Charlie's, and he just happened to be a, a, a server there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, man, I've been doing comedy." And he told me about the open mic that he went to. He was like, come see me sometime. And I was like, cool. And it had just so happened that a couple months before that, I hooked back up with my old best friend from high school. And in, in, in like the eight years we weren't talking, he had been doing comedy. So okay. when, we, when, we, when we got back together and he was he had, he had quit comedy. And then it just so happened, man, that sometime in like April of 2009, he was like, I want to get back into it, but I don't know where to go. And I was like, mm-hmm. a friend of mine told me about an open mic that they do. So let's go down there. And I took him down there and met up with my old coworker. And then there was a situation where they were telling me that, you know, like I was funny and I should go on stage. And I was like, okay. I mean, I was like, I'll write something and I'll come back next week and try it. It was, you know, I was just doing it just to do it. And I went back there next week. <laughs> and killed and I've been doing it ever since and the funniest thing about that is it was like coming up on Memorial Day and the show was on Monday nights so Uh that next week they weren't going to have a show and so it was going to be a two week hiatus and in that two weeks me and my girlfriend we had been together for three years we broke up like permanently and so up until that time, like in the six years I've been with her, it was like after college and I had a job. I didn't do nothing but go to work and hang out with my girl. Yeah. So we broke up and that was when I started doing comedy. And so like, I don't know what the next 12 years would have looked like. Like if me and her broke up and we had broken up permanently, so we weren't getting back together. So I wasn't going to be doing anything but fucking going to work. Cause at that time, you know, I didn't, I didn't go clubbing and shit like that. So I don't know what, I don't know what would have been next for me if what was next wasn't comedy. Cause all I had at that time was my job. I yeah. broke up with my girl, so it was just go to work and watch TV and play video games. So I don't know what the fuck the last twelve years of my life would look like <laughs> if I had to start making with these fucking yucks, man. Yeah, man. Like, ain't I know it wild? fact, I would have never moved to Nashville. Ain't it wild? It's wild as fuck. It's wild yeah. as shit. I think about that. It's like, every time I think about that, it blows me away. Yeah. Like, once you get once you get infected with it, man, like, it, you can't, you can't get away from it. You can't you know? It's a drug. It's a drug, dude. It's, it's a drug. It's nothing better. Like, just being in entertainment, period. Like, but yeah, yeah. like, being a comedian, like, I always describe it to people as like you get paid to do what everybody else is paying to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like all these people, they, they pay to go out and they pay for their drinks and food and they pay to be entertained and talk shit. And it's like, as a comedian, you get paid to go out and drink and talk and shit. Talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> like You get paid to have a good time. Like you cannot beat that. It's like being a John that the prostitutes pay. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, you like, get paid to have a good time. That's what a comedian is. <laughs> we're, we're getting away with something. We are. It's, yeah. it's, it's a hell of a, like, 
underworked and overpaid profession, even though it's a lot of work. Like it's hard. Oh yeah. It's oh hard. yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not just you know like champagne and you know like yeah, like, like it's not even caviar, close to, you know? to easy. But when you break it down, like really, like you get paid to go have a good time. Like people, everybody's like trying to figure out what I'm doing this weekend. Where am I going? What am I going to do to entertain myself? And yeah. who am I going to drink with or get high with and have a good time with? And as a comedian. Every day is like you're about to tell jokes, drink, and get high with like sixty people at a time, and it's the I, shit. <laughs> I miss I, I miss it, man. And like like like, I I didn't get to experience like the full meal deal. Like I'm sure you have done it many more years than mm-hmm. me. But like like when it comes back, dude, like I'm just I'm coming back full throttle. And I'm going completely. Yes, you know what I'm saying, and like immerse myself in it because, like, I love it that much. Like, yeah. it's it changes your life, you know. And like anybody can do it. You know, it's not like everybody's like, oh, it takes a lot of balls to go on stage. Like, no, I don't, motherfucker. You know what it takes balls it's to go back. Yeah. Anybody can do. Anybody, anybody can do one set. You know, mm-hmm. anybody. But like, go back the next week. Do you have? fresh material you know especially that first time you bomb that shit will make your ass throw yourself into your day job oh yeah oh yeah and and that'll make your week suck ass but like like it take you know it takes the real people to come back and do it again and again and again and that's the people that's real you know and that's the people you meet a lot of people whose story is like yeah I tried to do comedy one time man and I fucking sucked and I swore to myself I would never go back to that stage. It's yeah, it's like, like... Oh, you used to do comedy? What happened? Oh, I I, I, I went up like one or the second time and like I bombed and I just could not ever bring myself to get back up. No, man. It's like, like you have... If you have to, man. Like, I've seen dudes on, on the local level that have come back to where they've actually made themselves good. I'm like... Jesus Christ, like, because they sucked at first, you know, but like, just their ethic, their work ethic, and and their diligence, like, that's what it takes, man, like, it's not talent, it's diligence, and it's, and it's a want to, if you want to do it, you're gonna end up probably being pretty good, hopefully, you know, but like, 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 yeah, anybody can go up one time, and like, oh, it's crazy, you know, (laughs) Yeah, it's the going back that's the toughest. <laughs> it's the going back, man. That's where the balls start. You know? and, 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 and for me, man, that's where the respect comes. Is if you go back, if you bomb the first time, cool, come back next week. Are you better now? If you bomb like a month straight, well, you know, maybe you should leave. <laughs> but like, like <laughs> I mean, you know, it's still, it's still like a closed. A close off, you know, like club, but yeah. That's that's where the that's where the talent part comes in. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, you've been here for seven weeks. You've obviously got the balls. You do not have the skills. I'm sorry, you gotta stop. Yeah, yeah. But that's the you thing that's the thing that like makes that's how comedy suffers, like when you tell people you're a comedian and you're funny, is because they see comics that aren't funny. And the reason yeah. it exists is because this isn't basketball or no shit. Like, there's no yeah. team to get picked for. 
People are going to let you on stage as long as you come and put your name on the list. Nobody's going to yeah, sit man. you down and say, hey, like in baseball or some shit. Nobody's going to be like, listen, you can't play baseball. Second name, Don't also. come here again. <laughs> In comedy, it's just like, as long as you sign up, you can go on stage. So you could be the worst comic ever, but you'll still be a fucking comic because nobody's going to stop you. I tried to implement a no coming back plan. No coming back. When, when I started at the open mic I went to, and uh, shout out to Mike McCall, man. It's my boy. That's he ran that show, and like he just thought it would be too mean. I was like, but these somebody's got to be mean to these people. The show is suffering. Like they fucking. Oh suffer. yeah, for sure. We gotta tell him he can't come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you right. I mean, somebody's got to right. <laughs> like, listen, you're nice. You're a cool guy. <laughs> you're a cool girl. But listen. You, Comedy is not for you. Don't come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And like, like, dude. To be honest, like, uh, I've been there two years. I don't consider myself like a legit dude. And like, I'm not like trying to say I'm. Oh, I'm a comic. You know, it's like uh, I don't feel like I'm a comic because right. I haven't earned it yet. You know, still. Right. You know, like my, my goal last year was to like earn it. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened, right. you know, like, like, cause you know, I, I started in 2000, like late, late 2018 and, and I was doing this and that in 2019. And then when I was starting to make moves, COVID happened. Right. So like, like I ain't trying to tell you people I'm a comic. I'm not, I don't consider myself a comic. I want to be a comic. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I haven't bled like, like all you boys have and girls, <laughs> you know? And like, I want to, you know, like I'm a comic in training still, you know, and like, I just, I wish I had the opportunity to do it. And like, I do now, I guess, but like, I ain't, I ain't going out there. You nah, know? Yeah. Like, I feel you, man. Yeah. I, I hope all it's the, the it's, young it's the comics are listening it's right, right now. I hope all the younger comics are listening to this right now. Uh, after you do comedy for three weeks, don't fucking buy a website and get business cards, okay? You're not no, a fucking no. comic yet. Please no. calm down. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Sorry about the slug. It's okay. I mean, like, you, you did a you did an open mic. That's cool. You know, like, so, do 18 so more, many people, like, before they even, like, the day they decide they're going to go to an open mic, they immediately changed their occupation on Facebook to comedian. It's like, you haven't performed one time yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, now I'm going for a yeah. dollar, man. I opened up a YouTube page. I'm telling jokes. I'm doing sketches. And it's like, you you don't have two minutes worth of material yet. You don't need merch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hold off. Hold off on that, on that uh, uh, bulk order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you right, right. Yeah, tell him. You tell him. Like you don't even have a catchphrase to put on the shirt yet. Nobody wants a shirt with just your name on it. They don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you got to put something. Bob, on that your name's Bob. Good, good job. Right. Yeah, you got a shirt named Bob. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Bob. Fuck it's hilarious Oh god So tell the people where they can find you online man I know you've got your own podcast Oh shit Uh, (laughs) 
online. Uh, well, I guess the podcast, I guess. Let's talk about that. Uh, the Badum Ching with Carl. <laughs> the old rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's the rim shot, you know? And, you know, that that's a thing where I, I started to just, it was a podcast that, of Nashville Comics that did other things, you know, like music or art or right. drawing or whatever. But, like, like nowadays I'm starting to open it up to just Nashville Comics. So check it out. It's, it, it's online, most platforms, man. But don't cheat with Carl, uh, Google, uh, uh, what is it? Like, I, I podcast, yeah, whatever. Podcast. Apple Podcasts, there it is. Uh, most things, probably. Spotify. Uh, online, I'm on CR3 Comedy on um, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And probably just look, look me up, uh, Carl Ross Third on Facebook. There it is. Well, you heard him, folks. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, dude. Uh, thanks for having me, man. This is uh, wild and crazy. We're wild and crazy tonight. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for getting me drunk. I appreciate you. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you laughed. I hope you smiled. I hope you learned something. I hope we put you in a good mood. Uh, if you're already in a good mood, I hope we put you in a better mood. Um, had a lot of fun. Big shout out to all my guests and telling some great stories. It's a real good time, man. Anyway, uh, you know, check back in with us soon. We'll have an all-new episode going. I want you to know I love you, and I, I hope you love yourself and, and love everybody else. The number to the National Suicide Hotline is one 800 273-8255 The number to the Trans Lifeline is 1-877-565-8860 Hit them up if you, if you need to talk about some things or something's troubling you Hell, hit me up I don't really sleep until the sun comes up like a vampire So hit your boy up, man If you got my number, call me You know when you need to talk Text me, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on Instagram, whatever. You can email me at rodforshort at gmail.com. And if you, you're feeling generous, hit your boy with a donation on the Cash App. That's cash tag, dollar sign, Rod for short, R-O-D, number four, S-H-O-R-T. Hit me up on Venmo at Norado Moore. And uh, I think that'll do it, man. Holla at you.